Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Made in New Zealand, the Balanced Pure Performance Range is available at Chemist Warehouse. Starting from just $62.99. Save 10%. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Tony Kemp, Louis Herman Watt and myself bringing you sport for the next three hours. Friday the 22nd of April. Baz is over in the IPL. He's over in India. We hope you're doing uh, doing well. We just watched Chennai Super Kings. They just uh, defeat the Mumbai Indians off the last ball. MS Dhoni hitting the winning run. So uh, Stephen Fleming and his team. Back in the winner's circle. Well done, well done. Uh, but today, today we're going to be bringing you a lot of conversations with uh, Wayne Smith. Wayne Smith has been announced as Director of Rugby for the Black Ferns. And uh, he's going to be assisted by uh, Whitney Hansen. Whitney Hansen, we spoke about her uh, the other day when I was talking about maybe who would be next in line for uh, taking over as the women's uh, coach Whitney Hanson, Steve Hanson's daughter, she is an assistant, and Wesley Clark, who coached the Hurricanes Port uh, in the Super Rugby Women's Competition. So we're going to have a chat to Katrina Sue. Katrina Sue, she won a World Cup with the Black Ferns. She's been very, very vocal and transparent on the whole Black Ferns situation. And she's going to join the show this morning at about 740 ish 
to talk about uh, Wayne Smith's um, influence on the side. Uh, she, we're going to react to her comments. She was on the breakdown on Sunday and she had some great comments about women's rugby and where they need to go. So we're going to have a real good chat with her, Katrina Sue. Katrina Sue, just after 7.40ish. And before that, a Waikato Racing catch-up will be with champion trainer Stephen Marsh. He has a big, big team racing at Pukekohe on Saturday. So we catch up with Stephen Marsh. He's uh, second on the trainer's premiership uh, training competition within racing. And uh, he's, he's going all right. He's going all right. So we, we chat with Marshy. Then after eight, we're going to catch up with Ollie Sale. Ollie Sale is the goalkeeper for the Phoenix. That is our Mick Cafe Coffee catch-up. They take on the Western Sydney, Sydney Wanderers this Sunday afternoon at Eden Park. Hopefully a packed-out Sunday Arvo up there in Auckland. So we're going to chat to uh, goalkeeper Ollie Sale and looking forward to that. And then it's our Friday. Look, it's Friday. I'm up and about. Tony Kemp's up and about. He's excited. You wait till you hear his live read. It got me up in stitches. <laughs> bonjour. bonjour, Uncle. Bonjour, bonjour. Bonjour. Bon bon. <laughs> Seriously, I thought there was a, I hey. thought there was a stitch up. Nah, <laughs> the boys, nah. eh? That's I've got um, it's, uh, it's, it's some interesting ones in there. I've done a few for Chemist Warehouse. They obviously have the best fragrances going around, and they make you say <laughs> one one. One of them was when it, it looked like home, so it was like, but it's actually home me, yeah, home yeah, me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or home, or something like that. Anyway, Victor and Rolf Bonbon. Victor and Rolf Bonbon. Mm. You can buy it at the Chemist Warehouse. Um, apparently, it's, it's quite nice. So, have you heard of it, Ang? No, no, that's what I mean. Like, I'm just looking was... at it now. I'm just looking at it now on the Chemist Warehouse website, and uh, gee, yeah, it's very, very competitively priced, isn't it? Um, mm. And it looks like the sort of thing that you'd get Joe to give to his ex girlfriend for Joe to get her back. Like, it looks it's like a like a oh. pink bottle, like it's like a like a ribbon. It looks like what you'd be aching be like. You know what I mean? It looks like that's what you're giving to a loved is it, one. Is it actually a men's fragrance or a woman's fragrance? Victor and Rolf Bonbon. Judging by the <laughs> appearance of it, it's kind of a butterfly. butterfly. <laughs> I couldn't get it out. Seriously, I kept looking around at Jacob and then I said, are you guys trying to set me up this morning? <laughs> Victor and Ralph Bonbon. That's all I could think about, mate. It was like, like a, you know, what a, like a kebab. Seriously, when I keep saying bonbon. <laughs> oh, you had me in stitches, Uncle. Oh, that was me funny. In stitches, and it was hilarious. Nothing better for a Friday morning, the end of the week, than you're having a bit of a giggle and a bit of a laugh. And I think that's what we're going to do today, lads. You definitely knew the other one. Dolce and Cabana, I've seen you wearing a bit of that lately, mate. So uh, you definitely know what's going on with this. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop. Jeez, I, mate, I'm still um, I'm the Old Spice. That's me. I just, you know, Old Spice brokering. Straight, straight, yeah. still. Aroha's <laughs> crying in the box. She knows it too. She's the one who your dad just slipped that. that slipped what? That bro cream through his Oh, mics. mate, he did. The red one. Yeah, yeah. That's a true story. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Slipped that through and then he gets the Old Spice. Aroha's dad. And put that on. I'm not. I'm, well, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm so confused now. I need hey, more Kempi, coffee I for this. Be a bit, <laughs> I think you'd be a bit more. Well, I thought you'd be a bit more of a Daxwax type of guy. Oh, mate. Now, Sexwax. Remember the Daxwax? Sexwax. He's a surfer. You, I'm, you, I'm surprised you never have a Sexwax uh, little thing pendulum hanging in your uh, uh, in your car. Yeah, I have got one. <laughs> <laughs> 
hanging yeah. out. Oh, honestly, if you want something to make your car smell nice, they're the best things, mate. Seriously. Yeah. Um, but now, fragrance-wise, I never, I, I didn't like wearing it because my skin was um, so sensitive. So you put it on, and I'd break out in rashes, oh, mate. Please. I was like that. Yeah, it stings. Uh, yeah. Oh. So it's um, now nah, a little bit of, little bit of. Where were you putting it? Uh, well, I didn't shave. Yeah, you because know, I couldn't shave. I had no hair oh. till I was twenty six and grew the dye. Um, and yeah, no, I I didn't really watch where my dad put it. So Izzy, I had your... no idea where to put it. Izzy, what's your fragrance <laughs> of choice? Um, my uh, mine's called Perfume Million. Oh, Perfume sounds million. expensive. It's, uh, oh, mate, he's nah, got, it's not he's got Dolce and Gabbana handbags. Of course, it's got a million nah. in it. <laughs> No, yeah, no. You'll find that's Louis it's, Vuitton. It's not expensive. It's not expensive. It's um, but it's a nice smell, nice smell. So that's what I wear. But I don't really wear cologne or or um, even moisturiser. I need a probably. I've been told that moisturise oh. more moisturise. You'll be a moisturise uncle with that smooth oh. face you're rocking. We every day, every day without fail. Mm. Yeah, mm. keeps the old man at bay. Actually, you can get those. Um, what was it? Uh, yeah, the Paco. Uh, yeah, I, I found that you can actually get that at the chemist warehouse as well. Can you Not, get Old Spice still? Ninety nine, ninety nine. Your uh, Rabone one million. Paco Raban. Uh, Raban. Or de toilet. Or de toilet. I think what that. I, just, I think what that means in French is like you can use it in the toilet. I don't really know, <laughs> but it, it looks nice. It is nice. Is it in the gold gold bottle? Yeah, that's it. That's it. It looks it looks flash yeah. as, but it's quite competitively priced. Again, yeah, I can see as he walks yeah. he walks in, he looks, the the shelf, he looks along the shelf. He looks along the shelf and he right. sees the gold the gold bottle and goes, "That's me." <laughs> <laughs> no, my wife my wife bought that for me. Aunt. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So is that what she did? Give me, sorry. Old and spices then old spice at the chemist warehouse is twenty dollars. Perfect. So, <laughs> there you go. It's uh, it's different. Try it. Get you, get you, get um, Daisy to go and get you some of that old spice. Is honestly, I'll, I'll send her on a wee mission to the chemist warehouse over the weekend, mate. Because it is the long weekend, lads. Oh, long that's beautiful, weekend. That and, stuff. Um, honestly, it's beautiful. I think you're nostalgic Mark, bro, for boys, it. Boys, boys, did you get on this one? Did you get on this one with um, Marky's messaging? And, and I'm so gutted about this because I seen his message the other day about Salvo. His Salvo raced last night at Addington oh, in the harness. Yeah. And it won. And it, it won. And pay, it paid dollar ninety, so it was short odds, but it won. Yeah. And um, we all know about yesterday when I was right up and about because – well done, Louie. <laughs> Don't look at well me. Well done, Louie. You are the harness man. You are the thoroughbred man. And now you're picking dogs, mate. No. You've won 300 You've won, dog. what, 250 for Child Cancer Foundation. You've won $250 for Child Cancer Foundation because you picked Phil's Folly yesterday that raced in the dogs and it won and paid $7, mate. Right, it's like throwing $7. darts at a dartboard. I can't claim it, uh, <laughs> but I'm happy for Child Cancer Foundation. And then... Uh, of course, you had your multi alive and oh. Wiseman, and I, I'd gone deep on Wiseman, and the cash came as well, and just didn't run a race. And then um, Wheels of Fortune, convenient that Paulie Mawati's not here today, that ran fourth, <laughs> and I had that finish to run a place, finishing another multi. So awesome! Oh. Thanks, Paulie. I hope your party is going yeah. great wherever you are. And what happened to the taxmen? Fourth or oh, half, bro, it just had a tough run. Yeah, tough it was run. running on the outside, had no cover. Like at the start of that race, I yeah. thought it was going to be in the one-one. I Park. thought it was going to be sitting nicely, but that horse just flew out. Tried to got a big ego. Tried to go to the front, and then 
um, Taxman was just stuck in the open all the way around and just had to work extremely hard. I thought it was, you know, a chance to come around the bend. It started working, mm. getting some momentum going, and then just died and faded. And then Rake come over the end, paying eight bucks. I'm like, what a pick, Rake. Wasn't even looking at that horse, let's be honest. Well, there's some good racing this weekend, is he? There's some good racing this weekend. So I, well, this is for you, Louis. I just want you to pick one $7 shot. $7? Uh, $4. Okay, four, between 4 and 7 I'll be happy with because I reckon I can pick a three-leg multi if you can give me just a $4 or $7 shot. So something between 4 and $8? Yep. Get to work, okay? I've got it. Have you? Yeah. Perfect. Don't tell us yet. Okay. I'll go do that. Um, on double eight double three, you can let us know what sort of cologne you wear because we've actually got a we got a young man in the the, the building, the his house that um might need a little bit of advice actually this morning, Daggy. One of our hundred percent. One of our kitchen staff here. Our mm. uh, they've got a big day on, a big date. Mate, you should see. Honestly, Izzy, I walked in this morning and Kez he's got like he had he had the the um Peppenhausen haircut, didn't he? At the beginning of the week, yeah, today yeah. he's coming. Yeah. He's got the Tony Kemp haircut, short back and sides. Aye. Got it swept to the. He oh, it? Mate, he's cut it all off, and and it, he's got the white, pure white t uh, shirt on with the suede three quarter length jacket and the gold chain, and a beautiful wow. pair of pants and boots on at five thirty in the morning. Yeah, mate, something's look, he's up. Looking pretty skacky. Something's up. Get over in front of Jacob's camera, please, kids. I want to. I want to see this. I want to witness this jawline. <laughs> it's, it's a fit, eh? Oh, it, it, is, it is a fit. Oh, it is a fit. You going, are you going on your date at 4.30am or what? <laughs> Talk to me. Mate, you know, it was, it was just sort of like, I thought if I get the energies right straight out of the gate, you know, then I'll just have a good day yeah. and be able to push yeah. through. Like Mate, tax, I hope you got like some bonbon. Well, that's actually what I was. Louis asked me where I was thinking of going tonight, and, and um, I, I might actually yeah. take your advice and go to Victor Bon Bon Kebabs. You know, <laughs> <laughs> mate, don't do that. Hey, hey kids, in, in all seriousness, mate, like I broke the news last time you were a single. You know, I thought you, you <laughs> loved up, and I broke it on live on SCNZ on your birthday. I said, mate, you must be going for a nice weekend away with your loved one. Nah, I'm single. So that was a long time ago. This is your first date. This is your first time, um, yeah, having, having a wee nudge, eh? Yeah, correct, correct. I, I would say it's the – I find it quite weird saying it's a day. Obviously, I've been out of the game for a while, so I'm not quite sure what I'm actually supposed to do. I mean, like, I was I was in a very long-term relationship, and so obviously times have changed. Um, but, yeah, yeah, luckily, Izzy, I've been, uh, I've been subscribed to, to your mate Henry's good old uh, subscription page for me and Joey, Dating Advice, and uh, I've yeah. found a couple nice yeah. places to go. Um, and like Louis said, just uh, rock the chain today. I just thought, you know what, might it's as well nice, start. It's yeah, a nice bit of bringing the aura, bringing the aura, I thought. Are just you, start the day Are you going to stay in that same costume, though, for literally 13 hours? No, no, I won't, I won't wear this out. I won't wear this out. I'll wear something different. But I just thought, you know what, I'm, if the stars align, oh. you know, I'll, I'll look even better I tonight. Cause I've just I like, got I like, the, I like the way you're thinking, Kiz. I love the way you're thinking, like the mood, you're getting that mood right. Yeah. Look you good, know, feel good, play good, Daggy. Yes, that's it. That's it, Kiz. That is it, Louis. Kiz, look good, feel good. Hopefully the date goes good. But we'll get a wee update, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you, and it is an exciting time for you. I think the key is, are you, you going to turn up 
Are you going to go over the top? That's the key. Are you going to act cool, you know, just real calm? Oh, I don't want to go over the top and be real handy about it. Or nah. are you going to go in full rows? Ethan Blackadder you know, like, you know, hitting rights. Uh, here's a question. Are you paying for the whole thing? Um, uh, Probably, yeah. I'm not objected to it, you know. If, if it's like, you know, you can sort of get the sense, I think, of like when, when you know if she wants to go half and half or if it's just like, nah, you've taken yeah. me out. You've, you've wasted my Friday night. You're going to have to pay for it. Is it you or her? Talking. <laughs> this is her talking. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm still, I'm still a bit fresh. I was just thinking of saying, um, I work with Israel Dag. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Izzy, I got, a, I got a story. I was a bit, I was, like, I was a little bit younger than Kez. I was a little bit younger. I got a story. I was a little bit younger than Kez. I was uh, 17. I thought I just started work down the freezing works. I think there's this new place that opened up in, in New Plymouth. It was five star uh, Michelin restaurant. That was sort of that sort of today's level. In New Plymouth. In New Plymouth, above this new hotel called the, I think it might be called the Tasman, the hotel. And uh, it was upstairs, you know, like upstairs, you got the lift. It was really flash, mate, for for kid coming out of Waitara. I had this, um, this girl that I knew, I took her out for tea. I thought I'd take her out for tea and I'd show off. And we walked in, up the lift, up the lift, got into the restaurant, you, the doors lift open. Sure enough, the guy's standing there with a suit on and the, the drape over his arm. And, oh, good, good evening, sir. We'll show you to your table. What's your name, Dada? Sat down, handed me the <laughs> handed me the menu, opened up the menu, mate. The meals were like a hundred dollars. And I was like looking at the looking at the <laughs> menu. I looked at her and I said, uh, you can have an entree. Okay. <laughs> you can have an entree and then we're leaving. <laughs> and of course up, you would, okay. Honestly, true story. We left there. I it's said better. I said, I know a better one than this. Let's go. And we just went to KFC, bought a couple of boxes, went down the beach. <laughs> Uncle, that's that's a great question. That, that is a, the question for you, kids. Like, when you get there, like, are you going to be, like, sitting there looking at the menu and there's a $40 steak, but there's a $20 little chicken meal? Are you like, please pick the chicken? <laughs> no, no, not not at all. Not at all, you know. So the, my, my thing is you can't really be too fake with it. Yeah, okay. like, oh, the Moroccan yeah. salad looks good. Oh, very, you know, very you fairly know, priced. I've heard some great reviews, actually. from, from uh, that's competitive, <laughs> like the chemist warehouse? <laughs> just, yeah. I don't know. No, I, I think like As, it doesn't It doesn't necessarily matter. Like, if, if it ends up being an expensive dinner, it, it does. But, you know, I just, I just don't see a point in being fake and being like, if I pull up somewhere and pretend that I'm someone I'm not, you know? See, Joe would never yeah. say that. Good man. There's the difference between you, you and Joe. Joe Did you tell her to listen to the show this morning, Kiz? Did you tell her to listen to the show this morning? No, I didn't actually. Uh, yeah, because you're saying yes, I've never heard you talk like this before. He's, he's, lo- he's just, locked in. Yeah, I've just I've had my headphones in he's all day. You know, in. just game day. You know, just sort of lock in. Whatever you do. Whatever you do, don't do a daggy. First date with Daisy, going to the corn exchange in Hawke's Bay, and we go to end of the end of the night, and Daggy does the haka. Have you been out with people that do the hucker at the end of the night? Oh, start tapping their legs and going, where's me wallet? Where's my <laughs> oh, wallet? Start losing. <laughs> Mate, the only, the only so guy as long as you know, don't like, do that, that mate, on the first date, you'll be fine. Worked out pretty well for you, though, didn't it, Daggy? Yeah, but he was also a 66 <laughs> test, yeah, That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting that, that I haven't put on the black jersey. <laughs> you, you put, there's a bit of leeway when you're Daggy and you're in Dagville. Nah, um, mate. <laughs> he's proud of you, mate. Good on you for getting out there and enjoying proud the game. You. And if you're looking for a date recommendation like a venue, uh, I know Henry is fully not saying this, but this is me. 
There's some really nice racing at Alexandra Park tonight. They've got the TAB downstairs. There's the Chinese restaurant in towards the track. You get a good shot of the track. You can go put a little self-assured Sunday Sun multi on, have a fill-up. That'll pay for dinner. She'll never see you again. She does like the horses, mate. So that's not actually a bad idea. That's a bad idea. <laughs> okay. It's a bad idea. All right. We'll stick to bonbon kebabs then. <laughs> 21 past six. Kids. Anyone got, any, anyone got any advice for Kez tonight? He sounds pretty locked in and pretty responsible to me. But he's any, locked in. Anyone? He doesn't need any help. Yeah, you're right, actually. You just keep the messages on double eight, double three coming through, though, and we'll page them on to Joe. He's having a sleep in this morning. It is 21 and a bit past six here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. 26 past 6 this morning, and it's all about you. We need your help. On the Temper Bedpost text machine, Temper and Bedpost range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. And uh, that's what we're trying to do today. We're trying to ride in comfort all the way through till 9am. Now, we have the good sort of chalky Chemist Warehouse prize packs with Musashi Nutrition to give away. We still have one or two of these to give away. And when we speak to Pip Morris from the TAB, is he just after eight this morning? She's going to ask us for a racing mega multi buster. And mm, mm. I want the best nomination to come through. And actually, it doesn't even have to be racing. I just want your best bet to come through on double eight, double three. If it's creative, that's great. If it's a winner, that's great. And we'll pick a couple of people to hook up with these Masashi prize packs. Double eight, double three. We're going to ask you all throughout the morning. So have a good think. But start filtering them through. What's your one bet this weekend? When your brother-in-law, when your niece, when your best friend you haven't talked to in a couple of years and you've been feeling guilty about you, flicks your message and says, what are you punting this weekend? What are you sending them? Double eight, double three. That's what I want to know. And uh, we'll read those out throughout the morning. A couple of texts here, Izzy, about the uh, cologne. Another one, another person, Mark, is backing you up with your millionaire. (laughs) Yeah, Marky, he knows good taste. He's got a wee squirt of millionaire does the trick. Smells great. That is from Mark. And then we've got another one, Mark from Tauranga. This one, I agree with Kempe. Moisturise every day. Keeps the old man at bay. And then this last one. This one oh, look, I'll be honest. I don't know what Old Spice is. Really? What? Yeah. Mate, go and get a bottle. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Okay. It's like just what the, yeah? it's like what old men smell like. It does not. It's like oh yeah, nah. It, I I I spelt that about three weeks ago in the studio. <laughs> 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 no, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Cut it Love young. Whack. Oh, oh, look at the shoulders. Oh, oh, he's got. Oh, he's got. Settle down. I reckon he can take Izzy. Yes, I can take him. Settle down, lung. That was actually just like his genuine reaction there. You like his like fast twitch fibers and his shoulders just started moving like he was I just about saw to him puff up. About to hit something. Like Simba. Like like the Cronulla Sharks did in the first half last night. Uh, here's a text. The up Cronulla, the Warriors should have gone after Craig Fitzgibbon. Yeah, easy in hindsight. Um, or Kempe, they were brutal in the first half with the wind at Talakai, their back. mate, moving Talakai to that left centre spot has been a revelation for Cronulla. He just carved up in that first half. Uh, Nico Hines didn't matter that Furnican wasn't playing. Um, they just put 30 points on Manly and that was it. You know, Manly came back. They had actually ch- had a chance, Manly, to get back with seven minutes to go to 28, 32-28, which would have thrown a real wobbly in that last seven minutes. But um, unfortunately for them, their right second row couldn't put the ball down over the try line. But Cronulla just, mate, 
honestly, Nico Hines, the buy of the season. The buy, and I'd, mm. I'd be, um, at the moment, that was against Daly Cherry Evans. Mate, he made Daly Cherry Evans look average. He's, I'm wondering if they're thinking about playing Nico Hines at six in the Origin Series. Because you've got Cleary there, and they really haven't got you know a a settled six. They've used Walker, um, they've used uh, the uh, the Canberra um, boy as well. And but Nico Hines, I wonder if Freddie is thinking maybe I'll just throw Nico Hines in the six jersey and put him outside because it's it's a similar mix to Luai at Penrith where they just move that ball nicely to the edge. And the lot the re, the reason I like Hines is he doesn't mind passing the football early. You know what I mean? He he doesn't mind saying, "Look, here, just get the, give, give it to, like he did to Talakai last night. Give it to Talakai and just." Did you see that kid play? Um, Is he Talakai started last season most of his football in the back row for Cronulla, and Craig Fitz, Fitzgibbons run shorter centres um, about a month ago and put Talakai out in the in the left centre. Mate, he's the centre of the comp at the moment. He'd be the number one centre in the comp. Let's see how good this That's kid's going. The boys that come from the islands, mate, they are freaks of nature. Those athletes that you, you mate, you get even some of them in the in the rugby scene. They're playing in the six, playing at lock. You get them in the backs, mate. They're doing things that fully fledged centres can't even do, mate. So I'm no surprises that Tullaghy's gone out there. He's ruined, run rampant over the the Manly Seagulls. But the question is, this, for the Eagles, they're sitting six, unk. I know we're going to get off to the news, uh, Kempi. So we'll wait wait for this one, but. You know, for them and Dal Cherry Evans, like they've always, they've always had the the spine's always been there, but they've never really been able to to kick on and and you know. So is it, is it a signing thing? And for Dal Cherry Evans, have they still got faith in him? Have they still got faith that he could do the job? Like for me, I know he's a franchise player and they've tagged him like he's their 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 key signing and their key player. But for me, he just doesn't really do it. Like he's mm. he's hit or miss, you know. Mm. He can dominate mm. a game with I'd his like foot. To get your take on that. We'll get Kempi's take on. Mm. We'll get Kempi's take on that afterwards. He can dominate a game with his foot. Uh, Twenty-eight away from mm. seven. We'll do love racing in a minute. And Kempi's pondering. Geez, you've really. He's really looking like deeply into the distance, is he? So well, this will be good. <laughs> yeah, I don't, be good. I don't know. It's just something that I've always been like. Yeah, with with, with him, he's amazing, but just hasn't really. Here's other how I think he should have. Here's Araho at the news for Kubota. We'll get Kempi's take on that afterwards. If you've got an opinion on it, Daily Cherry Evans, is he a guy that you can win an NRL premiership with as your starting halfback? Great question, is he? 28 away from seven, back in a minute to answer it. Here's Araho with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ, your texts are coming through on double eight, double three. What your best of the weekends? Lots of Premier League sickos out there. Don't mind that. Love it. Getting deep into the Premier League form. We'll get to these throughout the morning. Uh, keep them coming through all the way. And there's one I really like from Dom, and Dom's got form. Before we left, it was about Daily Cherry Evans, and just from the the games I've watched this year, I've thought he's been a master controlling the games with his boot. Kempi, you were telling me the other day that there aren't many good halfbacks in the league, so you find a good one, you've got to hang on to them. That, and that's a, that's the reason why I would have signed um, tomorrow, Martin. There, there yeah. isn't half, any decent halfbacks running around. There's a, a lack of them, um, especially spine players in the in the uh, lower competitions of the NRL. So 
you know, Daddy, if you're a halfback or if you're anywhere in the spine, you're, de- you're demanding a million dollars. I listened to the um, at length the saga of Kalen Ponga yesterday and how, you know, Kenty and, and all these journos are saying he wasn't worth a million dollars. Mate, give yourself an uppercut. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, Kalen Ponga comes to the Warriors and says, mate, I'll come to the Warriors. Mate, he get $2 million. Who cares? You know, they, 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 they don't understand that there's a Kalen Pong has only come around once in a lifetime, mate. And I actually think for, for what they, they get, they're getting quite a lot. The Daily Cherry Evans um, scenario is that you're right, he's a franchise player, but he, he was only as good as the players that he put, they put around him. Like they won that competition with him mm. in foreign when they were young kids. But they had um, the Stewart brothers that basically ran that team for him, similar to what the Trebojevic brothers are doing now. One in the back row, one at fullback. Same with the Stewart brothers. One, at the, one in the back row, one at fullback. And Daddy Cherry Evans has bounced off the back of them blokes. But you see when Tom Trebojevic isn't there because he's such a high-end um, athlete and he's going to break down quite often, then he doesn't go that well. He's he's a... Tom Trebojevic for him is the key. Yeah, for me, like mm. as he's talking about, he's been labelled like he's the Cronks and the and the Thurstons. He ain't the Cronks or the Thurstons. Daily Cherry Evans. But we're um, not confusing him for that, are we? Well, that's what. You no, know, no, no, no. That's what. But but they, that's what they label him as is the answer to that. You know, like I don't think when they're talking about Munster, they're talking about Munster getting one point two million in in this next um, contract. You've got to remember that Munster, when he came into the scene, he had Cam Smith and Cooper Cronk and Billy Slater around him. And he was, you know, he sort of got to learn from the best. Daly Cherry Evans has had to do it all himself. You know, mm. he hasn't had a, a regular number nine. He hasn't had a regular fullback. Um, and he definitely hasn't had a regular six with him because Foran went away for a few years, you know what I mean? So... Um, I was really surprised when they signed him for that long, for 10 years. And, yeah, mm. he's at the moment, he's he's a pretty poor defender and he's pretty sporadic. Those ga- good games are few and far yeah. between. Yeah, look, I was just having to think about it. Like, um, just, and I kind of, you touched on it then with the players around him. We're probably not seeing the best Ch- Dale Cherry Evans because of the players around him. But you've got to understand he's been trying to carry a team. And, and look, I know, honestly, he's been a great job. I just feel like, there's just, like I said, with that, that, that kind of situation with Thurston and the Cronks and that, that, that kind of label, he probably hasn't lived up to that hype, in, in my opinion, in my eyes. But, hey, um, yeah, he's he's, he's he's a quality player, don't get me wrong. I just feel like there's just a little bit missing for, for him to be able to be labelled alongside those greats. Nice, boys. Good chat. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. What do you think about Daily Cherry Evans? And if you're a Seagulls fan, you're probably waking up a little bit wounded this morning. You need Turbo back soon, and I mean ASAP. Mm. Love Racing NZ is your home for everything thoroughbred racing, lads. Here's a message from Dom, titled Race Six at Pukekohe. <laughs> I reckon, lads. Dom, you've been listening, and I like it. Uh, <laughs> this is the best race of the weekend by far in New Zealand. Dom is right. Titled is a bit of an enigma. It's got every chance to win this race from Barrier 3 with Opie Boston on. Its form is mixed in the sense that it actually hasn't won a race, but it's run second five times, it's run third twice, and it's run fourth three times in its 11 starts. It's a bit of an anomaly that it hasn't won a race, and it's lining up, and it's a genuine chance in a group two in its 4-12th start. There are chances across the board here, though. So I thought about making titled my best bet, but Ling Zhong Zhong Feng is building to something for Kez and his unnamed woman tonight. 
Uh, Hold the Bourbon with Marshy is drawn a little bit sticky, but it's won both times in, and this is a real talented little Ifrage cult. Um, Hold the Bourbon, yeah, loving Hold the Bourbon this prep, but it's on a bit of a drift, so Marshy obviously hasn't had a bet. We'll ask him after seven. Pinarello <laughs> deserves to be the favourite because Pinarello has got all the talent in the world, beautifully bred Tavistock. The distance isn't an issue, and it started SP'd in a derby, I can't remember what it was, but it was pretty short considering La Creek was like a $1.35 favourite. And then you've got Ruark, who's drawn wide. Oh, you can throw a blanket over these, which is why titled Dom at 9 and $3. It's 100% each way value, mate. So nice nice spotting there. Um, the Man- Manco Easter Handicap, the Group 3, the race afterwards at Pukekohe, it's a ripper. It's so even, and there are all these lightweight chances like Talul, who's drawn the absolute car park. Sam I Am Susie, um, so Pikey's got a good hand there. Carolina Reaper with Ashwin Gundasami for Richie and Rogan. Um, and then Clever Rudds, who we still don't have... Uh, we don't have a rider booked for Clever Rudds, but from the barrier with the form, with the momentum for this uh, mare, I think Clever Rudds is a real chance. And six, 360 would be the other lightweight chance, $12.380 that I'd be throwing in at each way chance. So, Izzy, the racing is good. Beautiful, mate. And you got a uh, Dom. Dom actually works for my brother-in-law up in Auckland. He's a good man. He gave me Clever Rudds tip on the weekend. And I took it on the nostril, and I got the job done paying $3.50. So he's backed a few. He's got titled and clever rods. I'm going to put a place bet for clever rods. It's $2.80. Good money, I reckon. So that that's my, my, where my money's heading for that race, Louis. Yeah, we want to see a jockey. We want to know who's who's going to be riding it. Mm. And it's a big open race, but it's going to be a great one. It'll be an awesome one to watch. Loveracing.nz, your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Go have a look at all the fields there. 0800 150 Come on. Because you're getting all these tips. You're going to need a bonus bet. Come see us. The quiz is locked and loaded. And Kempi's got five from five this morning. He was on fire before the show. So you must be able to do it. 18 away from seven. Back soon. This is how you do it. Quizzy, that come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, that come play it. Quiz is on the line. Just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzy, they come play it. 0800 150. 811 Now give us a call Yes, morning I just want to give a shout out to young Jake Good job mate Telling me when my mic's on, when it's off You know, Joe Joe, he's having a sleep and he's got a promotion Going to do Smithy's show Just take a wee note there from young Jake uh, Out of his book mate Just a wee, wee, wee acknowledgement when the, when the mic's on we much, much appreciated mate Much appreciated. Anyway, here we go <laughs> We're going to get into this quiz. We've got Shop Tim. Talk. You're up, mate. You're opening up the bet. <laughs> Timmy. How we going? Yeah, good, brother. Good. We're going to rip into it, eight. Who has been confirmed as the manager of Manchester United? Uh, Eric DeHug. Uh, oh, nice. Sharp. Beautiful. Sharp. Okay. okay, question number two. Which NBA team does Joel Embiid play for? 
76ers. Timmy. Where Timmy. are they from, Tim? Bonus point. Uh, Philadelphia, isn't it? Yes, correct. I thought it was, I thought it was Philadelphia too. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. We'll get that story later. Question number three. Wayne Smith has been confirmed as the Blackburns director. Rugby, name one of his assistants. Just name one. Um, Hanson. Whitney Hanson. First name, please. Yes. Correct, Whitney Hanson. Jesus Can you name the other one? Whitney Houston. Uh, well, he's got Ted in there as well. I don't know exactly who the... Wesley um, Clark from Hurricanes. Oh, Wesley yeah. Clark from the Hurricanes. All right, question number four, mate. Which UFC fighter is ranked the number one pound-for-pound pound fighter? Five. Who's McClellan? Eh? Who? No, he opens the betting for Australia. That's the cricketer. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know you're fine. on the right track. <laughs> Tim's. You're on the right track. Oh, you're on the right so track, good. Tim. Is that fair? Is that not the wrong answer? Move on. That is the wrong answer, but man, I know. I know. Yeah, I know you know who it is, but we're gonna have to move on. Sorry, Timmy, mate. All right, Brutal. we're gonna go to Uncle Brett. Uncle Brett from Huntley. Hey, brothers. Hey, brother. Yes, pretty. Oh, Kempi. Yeah. <laughs> I, bought, I bought my dad to Cambridge. I said, Kempi's going to be there. He's a man of the people. He keeps telling us on the show, and we got there. Joe, where's Kempi? I want to introduce him to my dad. Oh, he's smoozing. Oh, <laughs> oh he's upstairs. <laughs> he turned left. <laughs> he did turn he left. left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a special trip down to Huntley, bro, just to see you and your dad, okay? Oh, <laughs> uh, You All know right. what it's like when you're smoothing you with those All Blacks? <laughs> hey, Brett, Brett, we're up in, bro. Yes. Bang. Smoked it. Question number five to win it. Who was the oh. captain when the All Blacks lost the 1999 World Cup semi-final to France? Who was captain? Ruben Thorne. Pulled the trigger too early. No, oh, Ruben Thorne. And I know Thorn. two it is too. Was it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, Brady. Ruben Thorne, Ruben Thorne, Ruben Thorne. Have I'll a turn, good weekend, brother. I'll turn right next time. It's not Ruben Thorne. <laughs> Mark. We're going to go to Mark. Morning, Mark. Morning, boys. How you feeling, bud? Mate, I'm good, eh? It's, uh, it's not too bad. I don't think I've copped it as bad as a lot of people. I, um, I've been all, all good, but I did give it to the wife, so she's less than impressed. <laughs> oh, nice, mate. Well, well I hope you, you heal well, and we'll give you make your day of it, eh? Here we go. Give me the answer of who was the captain when the All Blacks lost the 9 World Cup. I thought it was Tane Randall, but I'm not sure now. Um, I'm going to go Tane Randall, though. <laughs> That's the best. I like that answer. <laughs> 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 wow. That's I always remember this. Because Tane Randall's a good Linus Farm man. Good Linus Farm man. My mum had this cut out on the wall, and it was, Tane, I said for you to go forth and conquer, not come forth, you plonker. <laughs> 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 it's enough. <laughs> 
That's the one thing I remember from that World Cup was my mum had this cutout on the wall with that saying. I'll never forget it. But Taney's an absolute champion. He's a good Hawks Bay lad. Went to Linnisfarne College. Great school. Well done, Marky. Recover well, mate. Cheers, boys. Nice, Cheers, boys. Nice stuff, Mark. And a good loyal listener as well on a Friday. It's all good vibes on a Friday. Yes. Jake's killing the buttons. Kez has got the gold chain. Good vibes. Araha's spitting the news. Kimpy's got the guns out. Daggy's got the rhymes. And Marshy's going to have the winners for us after seven. There's a couple of good texts here. People tipping them out. We'll get to those after this before we head off to the news. It is seven away from seven. Listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Coming up to 7am, Cafe Coffee's on order. Boys in Araha, good morning. A wee puff of Old Spice makes an amazing room freshener, repels the crusty odour of the old dog that lies in the cool hallway all day. Unnamed text to leave your name. That's brilliant. And he's sure that the Old Spice isn't the crusty dog because that's what lots of people would say, is he? That's, that is the concern. That's... Uh... That's a great text. I need to go have a smell of it. I've, I reckon I've 100% smelled it before. I just It just doesn't spring to mind. So I'll have to go have a wee look for it uh, coming up to the big weekend, lads. But, hey, big long weekend. We've got Monday off Anzac Day on Monday. The Warriors are playing the Storm. So hopefully they can get up. Looking forward to ripping in. But coming up, boys, we're going to have a wee chat to Stephen Marsh and also Marsh. Katrina Sue because the big, the big news is with uh, Wayne Smith. And we had Smithy on the other week. And uh, talking to Smithy, and that was, I wonder if he knew. I wonder if he knew deep down that Glenmore was going to retire, and that he was going to take over the reins and uh, and lead them to the Rugby World Cup. And I've been coached by uh, Smithy. I've told him that, and uh, he's always been an assistant coach. But with the with the kind of um, coaching when you're a head coach, you're a bit more hands off. I must say, you're a bit more in the helicopter view kind of man managing and, and running your management and trying to let the assistants was as Wesley Clark and Whitney Hanson coach. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of combination unfolds and whether he's going to let them have the reins and just have a minor influence or kind of just take full um, both hands on the reins and just really lead them. Be interesting. Looking forward to chatting to Christina Sue about that very, very shortly. She's been in the mix. She's been in the fold and she's been advocating for women coaches around the new around New Zealand to be a part of that setup, we got Whitney Hanson. Anyway, Stephen Marsh coming up after seven. I'm going to go get a Mick Cafe about now, but let's hear from Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Shop Ectastic deals this week at Chemist Warehouse, like 15% off the Musashi Sports Nutrition range. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. Mics are on. We're here. 
Friday, 22nd of April. We're an hour through the show. Two hours, two big hours coming up. We've got some awesome guests coming on the show. After eight, we're going to catch up with Ollie Sal. He is the Phoenix goalkeeper. They're taking on the Western Sydney Wanderers on Sunday at Eden Park. Great to have the Phoenix lads home. That's currently sitting just outside the top four defensively is where they need to pick up their game. And Ollie Sal is obviously a big part of that. He is in the goalkeeping realms and we're going to have a good chat with him about that going towards the playoffs. Also going to have a chat to Katrina Sue very shortly about the Black Ferns like I spoke about before we went off to the news. Big news, Wayne Smith, Director of Rugby for the Black Ferns. I'm going to read a few texts right now and I'm going to ask Kempi about this because he told a story about the five-star restaurant in New Plymouth. <laughs> Was it Cobb and Co, Uncle? Was it Cobb and Co? <laughs> nah, mate. Even that was even that was out of my budget. It, I do know the Cobb and Co. Though it, uh, yep, it's a, a um, another one of our five star restaurants down in New Plymouth. Is he? You know that. <laughs> but no, that text oh. there. He knows it was a good night. That was the last bit. They must have had a good night. Yes, it was a great night. Yeah. It's always a, it's always a good night with uh, with Kempi. I must say, I was very very. Uh, guarded and envious of, of the constant videos coming through. Oh, a little remix here from you, Louis. Um, on last week's Weekend Away to Cambridge and and uh, you kind of, the trouble you guys got up to was good fun. Looked like good fun. Anyway, we're going to talk some racing because it is a big weekend of racing. Pukekaui. Pukekaui this weekend. There is some great horses running around and one man that has some absolute stacked field racing and uh, in Pukekaui is Stephen Marsh, and he's going to join us on the line right now for our Waikato Stud Racing Preview. Marshy, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Very, very well. Thank you so much for joining us. Got Tony Kemp and Louie in the house, mate. Um, tell us, big, big weekend for you. I'm just looking at your, your chances. Have you got a lot of horses racing, mate? You, you're pretty um, confident for the weekend? Yeah, we do. Have, uh, we've certainly got big numbers. Um, Mm. It's quite exciting. Yeah, got some good racing, and I think we're pretty well uh, represented, to be honest. And how's the season? How's the season been for you? Obviously, leading into the big week, are you happy with where, where you're sitting with your stable and how they've been transferring from the training training uh, field to to the racetrack? Yeah, I reckon it's been a really good season. Um, won good prize money, won some good races. Um, haven't won a Group One this year, which is disappointing but uh still at brisbane carnival to go but yeah no everything's gone good and we just hope to hope to get to the 100 winners for the season which is something we've wanted to do for a while marshy louie mate fire up it's friday you know it's a it's a you're into the weekend you've got a good team and you're gonna <laughs> it sounds like you're off to brizzy for a holiday work on that tan um so there's oh, there's lots to, there's lots to be happy about mate isn't there <laughs> Oh, it's heaps to be happy about, yeah. Like, you, you'll probably have a nice sleep and tomorrow go and have a bit of breakfast. And... <laughs> they always say that. Yeah, Here well, we go. We'll, 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 just slog, we'll just slog away in the mud like we are. I'll just put, I'll just put my pitchfork <laughs> down there, just picking up shit all morning. <laughs> Talk, talking, talking, talking about that, Marshy, it's, it's Kemper here. You got, a, you got an Alan Sherrick story for me? Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where, where would we start with Big Red? I'll tell you what, he's an angry man, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I don't know. You're the one telling the story. <laughs> oh, 
fire the old ginger nut, mate, when he gets fired up. Oh, there's no stopping him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tell you, what, I, I did. I did hear they had a very big weekend last weekend. Quite a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of vodkas consumed. I think those boys were a bit uh, a bit dusty for a while, but. Yeah, he yeah, did, he did have. I got plenty of phone calls. He got plenty back from us here in Cambridge, Marshy. So, yeah, the big big red. He doesn't stop. It's uh, it's a groundhog no, day I, down I there. Hey, actually. Oh yeah. On that Cambridge session, Marshy, like you would have known that there was that harness slot race going on. Is a slot race in the thoroughbred calendar something that's interested you? Like, obviously, the success of the Everest is mm. that's kind of. Different, it's a different stratosphere, isn't it? But like, is do you reckon that we need to find room on the thoroughbred calendar to get a slot race going? Is it something that you know trainers would buy into? Well, I tell you, it, uh, as you say, the Everest is massive. It, it worked on the trots for a nine hundred thousand dollar race. It, it's got to work for us. It, yeah, it would. I'd mm. started. Uh, it'd have a lot of interest, wouldn't it? I think. So. Get it going, Louis. Ooh. I'll try my best. Yeah, good. What 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 needs to happen? Who needs to make those decisions? We got we got another Bruce Sherrick in the running the <laughs> on, story on Bruce too. Come on, tell us about yeah, Brucey. Bruce. Bruce will, <laughs> Bruce will push it through, and just as long as you get me in for cheap, that'll be good. Yeah, yeah. We use that Sherrick ten discount code. That's going around apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there'll be one of them for sure. Red will get one in for free if Bruce is having him. <laughs> none of that. Absolutely none of that. <laughs> none of that at all. Race two, mate. Let's talk about. Let's find a winner. That's what we're really after. Let's have a look. So they got uh, Lance Noble and Cambridge Stun over that nice mare. Let's be glamming. But I thought the next three best shots, uh, probably your crew, Mega Bourbon, Iconic Star, Run to Perfection, all going pretty well. Um, and those Mega Bourbon colours hopefully can have a real good day. Who's the best chance in race two for you, Marshy? Yeah, I was hoping um, I'd just see Let's Be Glam. Um, it's obviously a very good uh, mare. I see it's in on Monday as well, and I've declared a rider, but I actually spoke to Lance Noble. He said they were angling towards racing on Saturday, so that was a bit disappointing. But, yeah, it's obviously very good. I think uh, the track got wet, Mega Bourbon uh, comes right into it. But Iconic Star, probably from one, it's going to jump for itself right up on the speed. Um, Got to be hard to beat. But, yeah, the wetter the track gets, probably the more Mega Bourbon comes into it. Yeah, nice stuff, mate. And she is a nice mare. Being, you know, whenever they come back from Australia, as you know, that's the kind of form um, that you kind of makes you get a little bit like that. Uh, the, the race of the weekend in New Zealand's the Trelawney Stud Championship Stakes. Hoard the Bourbon, he's just a fantastic cult. This guy. I mean, t- peep hunters will be loving him. This preparation. Did he, did he just take a bit of time? So when he's come back this time in, what, what's been different about him, Ashi? Well, he went. He raced in the Hawks Bay Guineas, uh, and I thought he was a Real realistic chance of winning a 2,000 guineas, and he just a slight little leg issue. Um, we could have just we could have potentially boxed on, but always thought he was a very good horse. Like he ran the best sectionals in the Hawks Bay guineas. I think he could have won. So I put him aside, brought him back, and uh, he's just been perfect this time. Only won good over the 14, won very good over the mile. I mean, it's a it's a bit of an ask going sort of 14 miles straight to the 21, um, but I think he's a very good colt, and he's certainly on. Um, He's on track for a big race tomorrow and hopefully on to the uh, Queensland Derby. Oh, here we go. Get that that suntan going with all the bourbon. (laughs) (laughs) All the bourbon. Is that that your best bet of the day? What's your best bet? You know, what what can you lead us into to maybe have a fill up? Each way. No, I thought all the bourbon was. Um, Even though he's going to improve with the run, I think he is a very good Colton. I certainly would say he's uh, he's the bit of the day. Bloody good. Mm. Who's the threat? 
because Pinarello, like you, you know everything, but you know a lot about derbies, Marshy. Pinarello, just like if you SP in a derby, like what Pinarello did, it probably says you're a serious horse, especially when you had the crunch on La Creek. Just miss scratched at the gate. Is is that the clear top pick, or, or other than Hold the Bourbon, obviously? But it's a pretty even field, isn't it? It is an even field. Yeah, I, I definitely think Pinarello um, is the hardest to beat. Saint Bathan's a good horse, but she's a bit a lot wrong last start, but. Yeah, I think definitely Pinarello. Um, it's, a, it's a smart horse. It's going well. And I think it's clearly the one to beat. Nice. Oh, well, Marshy, have you heard from your neighbour, mate? How's he going? Has he hound you for some for more um, shares and some horses? Or, or how's he been, mate? I know you've, you've got a couple during the year, he was telling me. And... Who, Baz? Who? Uh, yeah. Oh, Baz. Oh, you're, yeah, no, he's, uh, he's, he's got his, he's got his uh, mare there, Tabata. She uh, trolled up good the other day. He's getting a bit short on horses, old Baz. We better get him into, better get him going and get him into some more. Spend a bit of that money. It's a good point, actually. Stop he kind of trimmed down, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. He... Yeah, he has. But that's all right. No, he's a good bugger. We're actually overdue a beer. I'll probably catch up with him soon. Beardy. Beardy. Perfect stuff. Hey, Marshy, you're off to Queensland. It looks like there's a Kiwi ambush up there. What is it about... Uh, Queensland this year, do you think? Is it just like the? I mean, you know how hard it is to win races in Sydney and Melbourne. The prize money's still great in that Queensland carnival, and maybe the quality's just down a notch on those other metro carnivals. Is is that why we're as a kind of a racing country starting to target it, or just our horses are coming up at the right time? What do you reckon it is? It's probably because like you know we're just coming into our winter here, so the good racing, the Group Ones are all over. Um, there's probably not a lot of really good races to sort of target from from here until the spring now and you know a lot of our horses have um gone really good in in queensland and you know like their prize money's gone up like the queensland derby's now worth a million and uh, they've pumped up a bit of prize money i mean we're we're looking at taking maybe two or three um but it, it just probably fits very well and you're, you're right it is it's definitely one step down from which well, certainly step down from melbourne and, and sydney that's for sure but uh yeah no there's some nice races on offer there that's it really is Beautiful stuff, mate. All right, well, go well. And actually, this is a Waikato stud segment. So before, I know you're going to get back to your um, shoveling shit, but uh, just give us give us a 90 <laughs> seconds. Andros, and you you obviously saw the yearlings that he put out this had where he threw this year at Karaka. Um, what do you reckon? Nice types? Like, you obviously love the horse. Is, is, have Waikato stud got themselves a stallion of the future? Well, I'll tell you what, I really like them. They sold very well at the sales. I went round with... Uh, uh, Bruce Perry and, and Lib, um, to, we went to Napoli and round Waikato and looked at a heap of them. They're really good types, and, you know, the good buyers were buying them at the sales. Um, he stamps them. They're good sort of running types. I see Sam Beatson's breaking in about 10 at the moment. I've seen them at the track, and, yeah, he reckons they're, they're pretty tough horses and they're going to run, so I'd say definitely uh, a, a big chance. Awesome. That's what you want to hear, mate. Hey, have a great weekend. We'll be on. Uh, good luck for Hoard the Bourbon. Looks a super type. And we'll talk to you before you head to Queensland. Outstanding. Thanks, man. Good, good luck, Marshy. Marshy, absolute champion Cheers, of Marshy. the, the Cambridge track. Great bloke. Ripping, ripping bloke. And he loves a punt. Hoard the Bourbon, um, there you go. Mm. 350 to 380. So it is the best of the weekend. I don't think this is because people don't like Hoard the Bourbon. I think the drift is because the field is so even. you got... Entitled Ling Zhong Zhong Feng. He actually threw a name out that I hadn't even really considered, and that's my bad. Saint Bathans.
the Maurice gelding, and we know what the Maurices have been doing. Um, I think it's a Hitotsu is the Maurice as well. Um, this thing for Murray Baker, who's nearly due to finish up, his neighbour down there at the track, so Marshy would have had an eye on it, and Andrew Forsman found some real nice form and, and won't be bothered by the distance at all. So it's a ripping race, the Trelawney Stud Championship Stakes. Izzy, and uh, yesterday after your Greyhound fill-up, you'll be loving it. Yeah, mate. Yeah, hoard the hoard the bourbon. It's interesting, eh? Is that part of the? Is that the the kind of next best thing? Once they're done in, in New Zealand, they go to Brisbane, Louis. Is that is that where the next uh, opportunity lies for these Kiwi trainers to to head over there and and have we nudge in Brizzy? Well, it's interesting. Like, uh, we've had lots of success in Brisbane. Like Tony Pike won the won a couple of Group One races with the Bostonian over there. We've won derbies before. Mm. It's not like the glamour carnival like it's not like going to raid the championships or the melbourne cup carnival or like the spring carnivals or whatever but it is really good prize money they're group one races and i can actually tell you here's one if you're interested in having a futures play the the tab doombin 10,000. uh andrew bensley spoke to mark walker so our colleague at se and track across the ditch spoke to mark walker of tiaka and he confirmed that on trivia is heading there fresh up and Entrevue is paying $13 in futures, and she's probably our best horse. If she's sound, she is probably our best current race horse alongside Coventina Bay and Sword of State. They are also heading up. Coventina Bay, Robbie Patterson, Kempi told us that they're going to target the Hollandale Cup at uh, Sunshine mm. Coast. But Entrevue, you can get futures, $13, tab.co.nz. Now, they've also got the promotion TAB that they've got the $50 uh, future proof. So if you have a $50 throw at the stumps and it doesn't make the field, uh, you get that back as a $50 bonus bet. So you can kind of have a free throw at the stumps, really, on Entrevier in the TAB Doombin 10,000. So it's kind of a natural place for our horses to go for the reasons Marshy pointed out. It times well at the end of our season, and it's also warm and the trainers love a break because you could hear just you could just hear the venom in Marshy's voice there about us having our <laughs> nice little brunch tomorrow morning. Yeah, I, look, I, I, I left you to it because I was going to take it down a different road with Marshy, but they do, mate, like, you never say that to a trainer because they always say, well, while you're sleeping, yeah. while you're sleeping, yeah. I'm up and I'm you know, <laughs> mucking out the boxes and, and yelling at the staff and getting the horses ready <laughs> and, and then I get home and you're still sleeping type thing. So, mate, they work hard. I, I still can't believe how, how hard those guys work, especially you know, a few of them are getting on now, those boys. Um, but Marshy's one of the good guys. You yeah, know, you yes. go to you go to the races, you talk you he comes up, you have a beer with he loves a beer. Yeah. So you have a beer with him. Yeah, you know, he's been around with us at Al's place a few times. Uh just a good just a a good dude, you know. Real good dude. Always supported young people in the industry. Big supporters, a uh, supporter of boys get paid mm. from day one. And uh, yeah, he's he's the sort of person you want. All right, it is nineteen past seven. After this, we're going to talk a little bit black ferns, boys. We're going to tack left, as as he sits. And we're going to talk some black ferns ahead of Christina Sue coming up uh, towards 20 to 8. So we'll have a little chat about Wayne Smith taking over as a head coach. Did we see it coming? What did we expect? And now what are our expectations? We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. 24 and a half past 7 a.m. on your Friday. I hope your start of your weekend's going good. And if you were smart enough to take the uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off, so you got that uber long weekend with Easter and Anzac Day, round of applause to you because people do it every year that I know and I always think, damn, how do I miss that? But anyway, I hope you're going well into your weekend. Yesterday the news came out that Wayne Smith will be the head coach. No sign of Alan Bunting. Izzy, what was your initial reaction? Was it surprised? Did it make sense to you straight away? Um, yeah, I was, 
I was surprised, to be honest. I was I was surprised, but knowing that Alan Bunting kind of wasn't in the fold, there wasn't probably a genuine option for them. So I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised that he's moved up to the head role. And I spoke about it earlier about the current so- coaching setup and how it's all going to unfold. I know Smithy is real hands-on. He's really hands-on with, with how he coaches with his teams. He wants them to have a... A certain style, and he'll try and instill that. So my questions are: is if he if he is in the head coach role, and you know that role, Kempi very well, is it going to be an overlooking kind of running the whole setup, having a a helicopter view from above, and kind of man managing and woman managing all the players, and kind of just getting a real understanding? Or is he going to have a real hands on? Is he going to let Whitney Hanson and um, and the Wesley, uh, Clark. Wesley Clark? I'm sorry, yeah, Wesley Clark coach or is he going to have a big influence i don't know what do you reckon kimpy were you surprised by the selection i uh, look i was i was surprised that um he's taken the head coach's role i thought you know it was a great opportunity for new zealand rugby union to come out and put someone like an alan bunting in the pathway mm. um and but there's the other side of it that says man well you've got a, you've got the all black coaching stuff with mike cron and graham henry um supporting you as well and mm. then you look at it and go, well, but you haven't got the stock. You know what I mean? So it's got, if they wanted to um, get, have their coaching challenged, then this is it. You know what I mean? Because you're looking – they are chalk and cheese. You're looking at a mm. team that was going to win the World Cup and you're looking at a team that is ranked third or fourth in the world going to try and compete to win the World Cup. The two different scenarios. So, mate, I'm really interested to see how they, they come out of it. Like – Accept it, move on. Now let's just see what he what wonders what wonders he can work with these group of people. I'm really happy that um, Whitney Hanson's in the in the mix. I think that you need a female coach in the mix. Um, I still don't see how they're going to fix the cultural issues. That's the interesting part because all of these all of these um, decisions were based around um, the cultural um, incompetencies of the last mm. staff. You know what I mean? And in this mix, who is that person? Like, I still can't see Wayne that Smith. person. Yeah. And you think, yeah, and, yeah. and is, that right? is, that, is that right, is he? Is that, is that the role that yeah. you see Wayne Smith doing? Is that he can bridge that gap? I, I can see him bridging that gap and having a real connection. He's, he is someone that understands where he comes from, his connection to his, 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 um, you know, his other side, which is his Māori connection and his connection with the Pacific Islands. He's coached over in Japan. And, and if you're talking about culture, that is probably the number one place where they just really understand their culture. And he bought into what they're about over there. So I know time is, isn't of the essence. They're only six months out. But in such a short amount of time, I can see um, Wayne Smith um, Wayne Smith doing that kind of culture, the identity um, believing, instilling that belief. I think at the moment, it's just a belief. After going over to England and getting smashed by them uh, every single time, but not only England, even France, they would have lost a lot of belief. So for him, he's got to make these girls believe that they are good enough and, and instill that in their squad. And that's what he'll be doing over the next couple of days. And even with Graham Henry, mate, like Graham Henry, coached by him, tactically, tactically, probably wasn't, a, a, you know, didn't really have a big foothold on on the game on the game and how it was played but his ability to get into that helicopter view and just really manage the squad and and just he was a principal he's a school teacher so he knows how to manage people and, and kids that is his biggest strength so that's what i see his role being is just being a real overlook um just not talking too much saying little bits little bits is what is what ted does just having little 
um, bits of gold every now and then for Smithy, for, for Whitney Hanson and Wesley Clark, just adding little bits. I think that's the thing here we've got to understand is is I think Mike Cron and Graham Henry, they're not going to go and they're not going to change it overnight. Like they got to have, there's, people got to have a bit of realness about this situation and saying that there's a lot of work to be done. And if you read Wayne Smith's um, comments in, in, on the paper, in the paper, he spoke about, look, I'm not here to change it over, uh, you know, do a full 180. There is still a lot of work that needs to be done. And uh, we've got a lot of work ahead of us. But if I can instill the belief and the confidence back in this group that we can go over there and or we can perform on the big stage against England and France, then I've done my job. So watch the space, I reckon, Kempi. And I, yeah, just one thing before we throw to Louis. Um, I think you've got to realise too it's a tournament that they're going to. It's not a it's not a test series. It's a tournament that they're going to. And who better to have at the helm than, than Wayne Smith? who's just been to so many of those ta- tournament situations. So, mate, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see how well they go. You know, coaching the All Blacks, coaching the Black Ferns, two different kettle of fish. Completely different kettle of fish. So, mm. yeah, this is interesting. That's interesting thoughts from you guys. But double eight double three or 0800 811, the Kenatai phone line, I'd love for you to give us a call here. Is this all this tickety-boo? Is this just going to work because it has before? Does the skill set that Izzy has just painted the picture of translate to the Black Ferns? That's the question I want to know, so get through to us. Our Choices for him poll coming up after the news with Araha for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. CNZ, thank you. Aroha is 28 away from 8 o'clock this morning. Wayne Smith and the Black Ferns. This is a really interesting move. I didn't see it coming. I was a bit like Izzy. I was quite surprised when I saw the news come through. You heard Izzy and Kempi talk about what sort of, uh, I guess, place and positions and roles they will have within that coaching structure. But Wayne Smith, ultimately that is the big chess move. Promoting Wayne Smith to the head coaching responsibilities. And I want to know, on our Choices Flooring poll today, and I, I don't I don't want you to hold back here because, yeah, some people might think this is a, a masterstroke because of his track record, but I know some of you will be scratching your head saying, is this actually what the Black Ferns need? So come through, be honest. See your floor change in an instant with room view. I want to ask you this. For our Choices Flooring poll, and head to Baznizzi for breakfast with Kempi, the stream in our SENZ app. Go to your app store and download it. Is the Black Ferns Wayne Smith move... An appointment. How do you describe it? A strategic move? A panicked move? A brilliant move? Or a poor move? Strategic, panicked, brilliant, poor. I want to give you the full spectrum and I want you to be honest because there will be different ways to view this. So make sure you come through. <laughs> See, Kempi's gone into his app and he's having a vote now. He's. <laughs> It's just a bit of a boomer with his fat fingers. That's what you need to do. Go through and let us know. Be honest. Jacob's laughing at you, mate. Jacob, Jacob, stop it now, mate. What do you think it is? Choices for him, poll. Strategic, panicked, brilliant, poor. What is it? We've got Bruce on 0800-150-811. Bruce, you're down in Christchurch. What would you say it is, mate? Oh, absolutely strategic. You've got to take it for what it is. Uh, You've got to respect the magician. And if you can't respect him, you shouldn't be there. Um, he's got so much he can offer. You, but, but like mm. anything, you bring someone like that and you, you listen, you take in what you can gain advantage from and what you can learn from. It, the, these ladies need to 
cut the shit now, move on. They're representing mm-hmm. their team, New Zealand, that's it. And they're in a world tournament. Forget about playing for... You should be playing for the team and yourself. And that, that's the mm-hmm. order you do it in. And you shouldn't blame it on a coach. No, I don't want to play for them, that's it. It's up to you. If, mm-hmm. if you're good enough, you're there. You should be fighting your position. But you've got to have your back. And that's how you, you've got to build that build that confidence, build that team uh, for each other. You fight for each other. You want it for each other. You support each other. That's it. You're one and all. And it's simple as that. And when they hit Eden Park for that, for that first match, whatever, you know, they've got to be all in. Yep. No, I hear what you're saying, Brucey. Thank you so much for your call, mate. And, and I... I... I agree with your comments on that situation, mate. I think uh, coaches sometimes get the short end of the stick when teams aren't able to perform. You've got an opportunity, you've got a, a job, and you've got to go out there and do, and you've got to be accountable for what you do. I just, yeah, the question is, is if he's going to go on there, and it is a strategic masterstroke, that was when he was assistant. Now he's got two mm. other assistants, so mm. is it still going to be a strategic masterstroke? Is he going to be able to coach? So love it, Louis. And Great well, call from there from Bruce. It is a passionate call from Bruce, but just one thing I want to want to slightly rebuke a little bit is Bruce is saying they need to the, the women in the team need to move on now and get over, it, and it's not about the coach. Yes, but the processes need to change because they've just done a review and we've just had all these recommendations, so things can't stay the same. So yes, Bruce, they do need to, but that's not solely on the players and the team members. So the culture. The culture is obviously a, a big situation at the moment, the environment and how it was being run, the understanding that at the moment they've got three to four different cultures in that group. You've got Pacific Islands, you've got Māoris, you've got Pākehās, Europeans, and, and that's the current state. And now they've got to try and figure out how they all bind in. Mm-hmm. They all have one purpose, one identity, one meaning. They're, they're all part of one team. That is the New Zealand Black Ferns, and that's the biggest thing they need to do at the moment. But the one thing... I've got question marks about, and Glenmore, very upfront, very straightforward. I'll tell you one thing, Wayne Smith, same. Mm. Doesn't mean he doesn't like you. He wants you to be better. He will front you, and he will demand excellence with everything that you do so you can be better, and that was the, the biggest um, learning from this, is if the girls, and I'll have track to Chris, Christina shortly, Sue, who has been part of that Black Ferns, is when the hard questions need to be asked, and they're going to be fronted in reviews, and they're going to be fronted in uh, media situations. Are they able to hold it together for the better of the team and them to be better? So uh, that is the question. Because Smithy, he won't hold back. Yeah, great. He won't hold back. He'll tell you when he'll tell you when you're the best in the world. But when you're not doing the simple things, he'll let you know too. And that is only because he wants you to be the best, Louis. So um, how does that mix? Yeah. And how does that transform into mm. this group in this current setting with all the context? We'll find out and time will tell. Is he great point? 22 away from eight. Christina coming up after this to talk about this exact question. Keep your texts and the choices falling poll, flooring poll coming in. Good morning, Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Tony Kemp, Louis Herman Watt talking all things Black Ferns at the moment. It is the big news overnight. Wayne Smith, director of rugby, and you've got to stay tuned because Smithy has Smithy on the show. Bang, bang, Smithy, Smithy. Wayne Smith is joining Ian Smith at 9.30, so stay tuned throughout the morning and you'll hear from the director of rugby for the Black Ferns overnight. 
Whitney Hanson and Wesley Clark are the assistants for the Black Ferns. Right now we're going to talk to Christina Sue. The New Look Black Ferns coaching staff has been settled and they are now tasked with the job of getting the side ready for a home World Cup in only six months' time. Sue has been a World Cup winning Black Fern herself and has watched this whole process unfold. She's on the line this morning. Morning, Sue. Morning, Izzy. How's it going? Very good, mate. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, initial reaction to, to the news overnight with uh, Smithy taking up the, the role as director of rugby and the assistants. You happy? You're not happy? I think um, I think he's probably the right person, actually, and, and they've, they've named it something different, eh? They've, they've called it a, a director of mm. rugby as opposed to a head coach, and to me that suggests it could be maybe a short-term, short-term gig, and um, with the personnel they've got in the mix there... Um, Sounds as though he, you know, and with his calibre of coaching and background, I think um, they've got a set plan to hopefully get the job done over these next six months. Hey, Sue, it's uh, Kempe here. Morena. Morena. Hey, seriously, pale, stale male? <laughs> what's, uh, what's your thoughts? I think that's been exposed, right? Um, and I think um, <laughs> what the review suggested. Um, recently has outlined a whole range of issues that um, are, are bigger than sort of what the management structures are or the coaching structures. Um, I think mm. that there is a, a need for change and I think uh, this is the, the starting point. Um, for the for the meantime, the main priority is actually, you know, the World Cup and our black friends doing really well and the management doing really well. And then I'm, I'm hoping um, that New Zealand rugby really put in some effort to to do a, bit, a bigger review and there's a bigger change um, that, that has more equitable opportunities for others involved. Nice. Hey, so you're part of a, a World Cup winning uh, Blackburn side. You've been in the environment. You know what it takes to taste success and, and involvement. What, what was a big part of your group's identity and your environment, the culture that you guys were, you women were able to instill back then? And, and what's something, as a past player, you know, where you sit back and you see your team that is going through some tough times and and situation. What's one thing that will inspire you and make you happy when you see the Black Ferns going forward in the next six months? I mean, what I know about the history and the proud traditions that there is uh, with the Black Ferns is that there is a hallmark of brilliant um, culture within the, the playing environment as mm. such. And, and that's been, um, you know, traditions that have been passed on, passed on over the last 30 years from those real um, legends and, I guess, trailblazers of the game who, who have set the standards. Mm. Um, the likes of Fio Famasili and, um, you know, Dr Farah Palmer, all that have gone before the girls. And then you've got the likes of Leslie Alder and um, Kendra Coxedge who are carrying that on. So there's no doubt in my mind that players themselves have established a really effective and supportive and environment um and so to me that that i know that within that environment the girls will be looked after this and uh, they're in capable hands with leadership i think i think in the past um well sort of what what's happened over the last two years is that other countries have just gotten a lot better mm. hey christina let's just go back to that word that you've used and uh, uh equitable equity just tell us in your own words where you see that. Is it at the board table? Is it at the at the decision making when when applicants are putting their names in? Is it having a a uh, equitable um, gender based uh, coaching structure? You tell us what in your own words what equity equity means. Um, well, 
just in, in general terms, you know, the difference between equality and equity is, you know, equality is you, you throw the same resources, no matter what the agenda is, maybe the same amount of money as to, to get the same outcome, right? Um, so mm. it shouldn't matter. But equity is actually, in order to get the same results or to get the same outcomes, um, things might have to be a little bit different. So for a woman's space, um, you know, great that we could have access to maybe look at the, the all black. I'll just try and give an example here. You look at the all blacks and the black ferns. If it was the quality, it would be like, okay, now nah, we're going to pump exactly the same amount of coaches into the black ferns as we do the all blacks, all right? So whether there's about seven on all blacks coaches should be fair and have the same seven coaches with the black ferns. Equity is a bit different, is that they need to have mm. a different approach to achieve the same outcome. So when I talk about women in those spaces, something that's a little bit different, um, you can't just throw the same strength and conditioning program out to, you know, the all blacks as you do for the women because you'd need to consider, um, you know, the what the physiology of a, of a wahine and that, that could be, you know, whether they're returning from pregnancy, whether they're, um, you know, it's the menstrual cycle. So there's things that, you know, in order to get the same outcome, there, there needs to be a slightly mm. different approach and that's what equity is. In terms of the management structures or the overall view, when I say, um, when you asked about the equality, or sorry, the, the gender balance, I think there does need to be um, some equitable opportunities so that females um, can have access or an opportunity to develop in a range in all facets of, of rugby. So that's not just, you know, players getting better pathways. It's not just, uh, it's also management. It's also um, referees. It can be uh, on that governance body. So I think that's where I'm, I'm trying to go with the equity is mm. to ensure that there is some fairness across all facets of rugby. Love it. Now, an ideal situation. Love your honesty there, Sui, and you're right on the money. An ideal situation, we would love women to be coaching the Black Ferns and being and leading the team around at Rugby World Cups around the country. The depth within the women's uh, ranks, we've got Whitney Hanson. She's taking an assistant role. I want you to talk about her strengths and what she's going to be able to bring to this, this side. But going forward, is there going to be anyone else like Anna Richards that could put their hands up and, and really take over? Do we have the depth? of coaches in the country and particularly with women? Yeah, I think, um, well, Whitney Hanson's been a part of um, the Sport New Zealand, uh, what is it, the her and Mal Bosman have been a part of a, a Sport New Zealand pathway uh, to develop wahine coaches and um, Whitney's been a part of the Black Ferns environment for I think the last two years so she's not someone new that's just been put into that environment and I know with her strength she's um, from what I've heard, she's got a really effective relationship and mana within the team, within the environment. Um, she's coached Canterbury. I mean, you know how successful they are, like that one in your team, and also Mata too. So, um, and obviously has a bit of pedigree there, coaching background and someone she can lean on if, if there, she does have any questions. Yeah. But I, I think, yes, yeah, she's um, certainly paving her own um, pathway in that support of the Sport New Zealand program is helping her. We look at probably who are the top female coaches. Probably the only person other than Whitney involved in a professional role right now is Crystal Kowa, or we call her mother. She's, um, I'm not sure what her, her official title is, but she's the only sort of full-time wahine coach within the Blackburn 7s outfit, and, and I think mm. um, she might be the skills and analyst, analyst specialist, which is it's pretty fantastic, but Mother and her husband Brent had to go over to Japan and coach for many, many years because there's sort of no professional pathways here, and, and she paved her way by 
uh, being a player of, of Waikato and then coaching um, the Hamilton girls that they had a successful campaign and program under her. You know, the likes of Jasmine Holtham and Reese. Uh, oh, sorry, not mm. Reese, but um, you know they've been Jasmine and that have come through that that Hamilton girls rugby structure. Tanika Willison. Um, so mother's full time. Uh, Crystal Ma- Ma- um, Kowa, and then you've got Anna Richards. What we know about her um, her background with co- mm. coaching Auckland. She's coached the World Barbarian side. She's coached over in China. Um, you've got Victoria Grant, who has gone through like I suppose the black, um, high performance, the coaching qualifications that you can get. But I spoke to her, you know, a week or two ago, around why is it that you're coaching Rotorua men's team, you know? And she said because there was no other options. You know, once the COVID hit, the development side, Blackburn's development team, she was coaching, got axed. Um, she did coach the only age groups that there were for the Wahine were sort of under 18s, I think, and she coached the Youth Olympics. But that was the Youth, the youth Olympics sevens team. But as soon as that pinnacle event went, those teams got chopped. So, um, and she mm. had to go to Japan for six months. So when I asked her, why are you coaching a men's team? She has coached the um, seven, she's coached the um, Wakato team, but she just said, Sue, there's no other opportunities and I want to coach. So, to name a few, you've got Whitney Hanson, you've got Victoria Grant, Crystal Koa, who's already with the Blackburn Sevens outfit, you've got Anna Richards, Whitney Hanson, um, who else is there? Mal Bosman. I mean, just to name a few, but I think, so you asked about naming some, I think there's a big issue though, is, is actually the development of, of players and, uh, sorry, of coaches, mm. and you can't really just throw anyone in and go, right, you're the head role. I mean, because you almost be setting them up to fail. So there needs to be a robust yeah. recruitment and development program, which I think is, has lacked, is lacking. Okay. Awesome, Sui. Mate, you're an outstanding uh, advocate for women's rugby, and we appreciate you coming on the show. Honest and open as always. Thank you so much, Sui, and we'll get you on very, very shortly because I've got a couple more questions I want to ask you, mate. Yes, sweet as. Legend. Legend. Thank you, Christina. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We'll be back shortly. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. That was Christina Sue. Man, she was outstanding. Great. Right on the point. Nailed every topic that she spoke about. And uh, I just rang her after the show, so she was really appreciative. I just said I wanted to ask a question about Smithy. Smithy is very demanding. Demands excellence. And when he's going to ask the hard questions... He only wants you to be the best player and the best player in the world. And I think she, she nailed on the head. She said, I think the girls will understand that. From the last camps, and, the, and what I've got a real understanding of, is they've loved Smithy in there. He's come in, he's shook things up, he's brought some great ideas, he's stimulated the players, and he's built those connections with the players. I think that's where Glenn Moore kind of went away. He lost that personal connection with the players, and when he had to have those tough conversations, they took it to heart because they felt like he didn't really care for them. So... Um, Smithy is doing that job, and it's going to be awesome. Coming up, we're going to chat to the Phoenix goalkeeper, Ollie Sale. I'm going to get a McCafe coffee now. I'm thirsty. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Made in New Zealand, the Balanced Pure Performance Range is available at Chemist Warehouse, starting from just $62.99. Save 10%. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ.
Oh, I hope that song makes you as happy as it makes me. I'm up at about Friday, oh, 22nd of April. We're in our last hour. I hope you're having a fantastic day. We head into the long weekend. Anzac Day on Monday. Woo! How good, how good. Couple of tips throughout the morning from Stephen Marsh. Louis given a couple. I hope you got on Phil's folly yesterday. One and paid seven bucks. So he's the Greyhound whisperer as well. Louis, who what? Does it all. Anyway, we're wrapping up. So I'm going to read a few text messages because they've been good. Why does gender of a coach? We spoke about the Black Ferns with um, Christina Sue before, and it was outstanding. If you missed that, make sure you head over to Baz and Izzy's podcast on the SCN app, and you'll get that catch up with Christina Sue. But here's a message. Why does the gender of a coach matter? Best person for the job, ain't it? Woman or man? Didn't Glenn Moore win a World Cup as a coach of the Black Ferns, and how did that happen if he was a bad coach or had a bad coaching group? Um, two things out of that. I think she touched on the development of the coaches and the genuine pathway for these uh, coaches, and particularly in the women's ranks. My question is, would the women coaches that are inspiring to be good coaches, do they get the same kind of development uh, training and kind of opportunities as the blokes. Um, that is the question to New Zealand Rugby. And then the second part of that is, no, he wasn't a bad coach, but I think you look at the, that was 2015, you look at the, the All Blacks when they won back-to-back World Cups and they went to 2019 and other teams caught up. I think with Glenn Moore is the, the game plan kind of got figured out and the way that they were playing and other sides got better and that's what's kind of happened in this situation. So, look, it is a, um, uh, a fascinating question. I loved hearing Aroha's news talking with Wayne Smith. You've got to remember, he's on with Ian Smith after 9, 9.30. Wayne Smith, director of rugby for the Black Ferns, will be joining them. But right now, we're going to attack right this time, Louis. We're going to attack right with Pete Burling, and uh, we're going to talk to Ollie Sal. And Ollie Sal is the goalkeeper for the Wellington Phoenix. They are playing this Sunday against the Western Sydney Wanderers in Eden Park at 3 o'clock this in the afternoon, and it's going to be live here on SCNZ. We've got Ricardo Ball and Chris Milicic calling that game for you. Phoenix are currently fifth on the table in the A-League, and we've got Oli Sal on the line right now. Morning, Oli. I was, just, Ollie? A, I was just about to give Oli some tips too, is he? <laughs> and he comes on, you know, with my goalkeeping days, just, you know, yeah. Ollie. Your th- big shoulders, mate. I know. I'm just going to say, like, hey. mate, just make sure you grease them down. Here he is. He's on the Hey, minus. Ollie. Hey, guys. How are you? Good, good, mate. We've got Tony Kemp. He's got big shoulders. He's got a bit of width on him. So he's got a few tips for you, mate. Hey, Ollie. Here he is. Just, just wondering, oh, I'm Ollie. All, I'm, all, I'm all ears, mate. I'm yeah, all ears. Yeah. I was pretty good at goalkeeping <laughs> when I was in my uh, my earlier days before I chose rugby league over going to the EPL. Um, <laughs> just, mate, do, just do you like grease down like your arms and you know do a few bicep curls before you go out and if they come anywhere near the six six meter box? Do you like? You know, this is one of one of the. If I was your coach, one of the one of the um, key points. If they're in the six yard box and they're going for a header, they don't get up. I don't, yeah, exactly right, mate. Look, I don't know if you've seen me put a jersey on, but I struggle to fill mine out. So I don't think Greece is doing me any favours. Send it up honest. here, mate. I'll fill it out for you, and it'll be easier to get on. <laughs> yeah, that's the way. Look, that, 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 that captain's armband's helped a little bit, mate, because it makes it a bit tighter, so it helps me out a little bit. Yeah, that wouldn't, 
That wouldn't fit around Tony Kemp's biceps, mate. He, all he does at the gym is bicep kills. Summer, summer bod, we call old Kempy. Hey, mate, uh, let's touch on it. How, how's the morale? How's the morale after yeah. the loss in Wellington? Not ideal homecoming, but how's the week been for you guys? Yeah, it was it was a tough one, man. It's a bit of a roller coaster of a day, really. You know, it was a, a big occasion for for us returning home, and especially for the youngins who haven't haven't experienced playing in front of that that crowd before um, to to go out there and put out that performance, and it was it was really disappointing. So um, it was really important that that we sheltered those young boys from from all that noise and and moved away from it really quickly and um, analysed the game, but didn't didn't spend too much. Dw- Time dwelling on it, we're still in a still in a mm. good position in, in relation to the table and, and playoff football. So um, yeah, all focused for this weekend and, and just shifted straight on from that one. To be honest, hey Ollie, the, the the coach is obviously a wonderful coach. And what have you guys focused on this week coming off that um, Central Coast um, beaten last week? Like, what has been your main focus coming up here to Auckland? Yeah, Uffie's um, um, one of the one of the best tactical managers I've played under. So there's a great understanding for the game. And look, for us, we we felt that uh, the first 20 minutes on the weekend were were really solid, and, and we were quite comfortable. We were settling into the game nicely. Um, our patterns on the ball were really sharp, and and the shape that we took up um, early in the first half with the the extra man in the back three. Um, we're starting to pay dividends, and and we had a had a great chance. Literally moments before they scored their their first goal, and potentially had we taken that, it, it would it would have shaped up the game pretty differently. So, for us to have um, to to have fallen away like we did in the second half, um, I don't think we were brave enough on the ball. Um, we we didn't get into our build up. Uh, we were chose to be a little bit more direct and try to break lines faster and um yeah we weren't we weren't so thorough in our build up and we didn't get create any possession in the in the opposition half for us to, to build any chances off and we knew what they were gonna bring. They're they're a very direct team. They they load the line with like a front four and, and go quite direct and they've got some big quick boys and yeah we just didn't deal with deal with that in isolated moments. So I still you know, I don't think they dominated us in possession or anything like that. They just had the made the most of the opportunities that presented themselves. Hey, Ollie, um, scoring goals hasn't hasn't been the problem for Wellington Phoenix, but you just probably struggled defensively, particularly in the middle and the back. And you're the leader of that defensive team, the goalkeeper, your captain. So, what what's your messages during the week to kind of help uh, make your job a lot easier back there? Is it is it an easy fix? Is it an attitude? What do you think um, defensively? you need to work on going on to Sunday's game against Western Suburbs? Yeah, you're spot on and you've highlighted the, the areas that have, have been a problem for us. And for me, it's, it's the, the discipline to stay to stay in our shape tactically and do our jobs tactically. I think that the, the la- it's not a lack of effort. There's no, mm. um, you know, it's not an attitude thing. There's, no, there's none of that going on. It's, yep. it's the discipline tactically. And I think the last couple of weeks, with with the the boys that are playing at the moment who haven't had the great amounts of playing opportunities in the first part of the season, they're still settling into their roles and I think for me that's probably the main focus at the moment is is getting getting the discipline tactically and going from there because we've got the quality, there's no doubt about that, and all these boys that are playing, mm. there's no doubt that they're, they're ready to play at this level and, and do very well for us. It's just um, yeah, be, being a little bit more disciplined. Hey Ollie, you've got um, you've got a pretty tight uh, 
back backyard with the sides that are behind you, there's what four points that separate ninth and fifth. You've got I think it was at four more games in your run and um, home. Are you confident that you're going to make the finals this year? Yeah, mate, absolutely. Look, we're, we've got far too much quality within our squad not to make the finals, and um, it's been mm. been pretty up and down as of late the last couple of months with the the backlog of fixtures really really catching up with us and playing a lot of football in a short space of time. But there's no doubt that um, we're a playoff side, and we're, we're still you know very close to very close to cementing a home a home playoff as well. So a top four spot is what we're eyeing up, and. And um, you know, if we if we take care of business this weekend, it'll it'll be a massive step forward to towards locking in top six and playoff football. But if we continue to build from there, mate, I think we we should be um, pushing for those top three or four spots. Mate, how good is it to be home? Like you watch that that TV, you see where, uh, Sky Stadium in Wellington, you see it packed out. Just the Phoenix fans, mate, they are something different. And I'm, I want to say to any rugby fans out there or league fans, look at that game and start supporting like that, mate, because they are on another level. How is how good is it to be home, bud? Yeah, mate. Look, that's that's the beautiful thing about the game that we play, isn't it? The fans are amazing, and the atmospheres they they create are unmatched and. Um, it was amazing to come home on the weekend. It was it was a brilliant atmosphere, and given all the circumstances with COVID and, and, and a long weekend, it was a great great turnout in terms of numbers as well. So, yeah, it was it, like I said, it was a roller coaster of a day because it, it, it felt it felt even more disappointing to let them down in that in that nature. But being home, I, I can't really explain the feeling, mate. It's a uh, that's that's why you play football, isn't it? To to play in front of your home fans every every week and and have that that brilliant atmosphere and been difficult the last couple of years but um no it was a, it was a privilege to, to play in front of them again on the weekend and hopefully Auckland shows up and shows out for us this weekend as well are you expecting the same numbers in Auckland are they this are, are you all your fans going to get on those planes and travel up and support the lads I'd say so mate I think you know the the turnouts last year in these in these return fixtures were very similar so I'm hoping so and mm. but it's another another pillar of a day by all accounts so far and and um also you know the long weekend on monday so there's no excuse not to have a few few beers at the stadium <laughs> as well and really enjoy yourself mate ollie i'm happy to come down and just do a couple of um rounds around the nets with you if you want please mate look you can i'll rub shoulders with you see if that grease rubs <laughs> we'll off and we'll we'll certainly, from there. Oh, he's, he's got, got enough grease shoulders. on don't worry he's got enough grease he's got so much ollie <laughs> what's oh, that old it. spice you heard of old spice ollie yeah, mate, of course I have. See? See, is he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You're an old head. I always knew you are an old head, Ollie. No, thank you very much, brother. Well, we wish you all the best for Sunday, and honestly, get the job done, because I could see a packed-out Sky Stadium in Wellington for the playoffs, and uh, it'll be sold out, no doubt, mate. All the best. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and uh, congratulations on the season so far. Yeah, can't wait. Thanks for having me on, boys. Have a good one. What a awesome. champion. There's our McCafe coffee catch-up with goalkeeper and skipper of the Wellington Phoenix, Ollie Sal, Louis. Yeah, he's a legend. He, do you know, Ollie kind of, he's been a, a gun keeper for so long, but he was stuck behind uh, Marinovic and Kurto, and so we had, like, they were pretty much a couple of our best players at the Phoenix, and Ollie mm. Sale's been, and I'm, don't worry, I'm not a Phoenix head by any means, so the people will feel free to correct me. But my understanding is Ollie's been kind of this jet waiting in the wings. And once he made the first team, you couldn't get him out with a crowbar. Like, he just has taken to it like a duck to the duck pond that I'm about to deal with on duck shooting weekend. 
Um, and he's been not live on it. He's been going. Sorry, he's been going really, really good. <laughs> so much to the fact that his leadership qualities, his infectious personality, gifted that um, with injuries and players away and unavailable, and they've had a torrid run. The Phoenix gets that skipper's armband, that captain's armband he spoke about. And he's just got so much respect and, dare I say, a bit of mana. Like, you heard the the aura he kind of has on the phone, that bubbly personality. Mm. Ollie Sale is one of our bright sporting stars in New Zealand. We should be very proud of the way he's leading the side. And you hear him when you asked, will they make the playoffs? No hesitation. No hesitation. We are a playoff side. Yeah. We are a final side. And that's what I love in my athletes Dang. to sound like. Yeah, and 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 for the Amaltes this week, chuck the, chuck the Phoenix in it. Like just they'll, they'll probably be playing um, oh, not much at all. But mate, coming up here to Auckland after that shrolicking sh- um, last week down in Wellington and their uh, home game, is he when he was talking about the young boys getting a bit of stage fright and 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 then saying, mm. look, we need to protect them this week and just get their minds back on track. I think they'll get their minds back on track. I think I think Western Sydney uh, this Sunday is uh, up for a, a hard day at the office in Eden Park. Mm. What do you got, Louis? You got some. You oh, got some. Oh, I've, just, oh, I've got it, boys. I, look, yeah, I've just got two bets for you. Have a bet. Wellington <laughs> Phoenix, two dollars ten head to head, so money back. And then Phoenix to win one nil, two nil, or three nil, four dollars fifty. Ollie Sale, the skipper, to have a clean sheet at home. He talked about the defence and what they need to do to tighten it in, and then back them to score a couple of goals. The only issue would be they might win four, five, six nil, um, but <laughs> they're gonna win. So you cover your bet with the head to head. I just think everything that indicated was that they're ready to go bang. Two, are up. they paying two bucks? Mm. Two ten. Oh, there you go. So you still got to give me the four dollar to seven dollar tip. I've got it, but I've got I've got Phoenix in my multi as well. I'm taking that two bucks all day, every day. I've got one, boys. I've got one. This what? Let's just give out tips on Friday because that's what we do. Best bet: Tyson Fury to win one, to the first and the second and the third round, or the tenth and the twelfth round, paying four dollars. There you go. That's my yeah. tack right little I, bet I got going on. I reckon. I I love those bets too. I I do like betting mm. on boxing and what rounds they win. Um, I reckon. I've I reckon when Izzy Dag spent the morning with Blair Chook when it turned into Chooky's kickathon. <laughs> He might have, when when as he says tack left, he might have become a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> he goes when as he goes tack left. If you saw Blair Chucky kick that those footballs, they were all tacking left, mate. <laughs> it's like they became the same person that day. Chucky zest for the oval ball, and as he zest for the spinnaker and, and the nautical phrasing. All right. All right, we're going to go from Shane Bond to Chris Harris. We're going to have a change of pace. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Out the back of the hand, the change up. It is 18, 19 past nine, eight this morning. And Izzy's right, we're talking best bets. You know we've got that Musashi prize pack. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse for Easter, the good sort of chockey to give away. I asked you for your best. We're going to give our best bets out with Pitt Morris coming up. You keep yours coming through on the Temper Bed Post text machine, double eight, double three, and we'll hook somebody up with that prize pack. Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. 24 minutes past 8 o'clock, we're asking for you to send your tips and your best of the weekend. If your mother-in-law asks you, and she probably won't, what are you backing this weekend? I need some gravy. What are you going to tell her? Uh, I know Izzy's dialed in and he's got his. I know Kempi's dialed in. I've got mine. The wonderful Pip Morris of tab.co.nz. Fame is with us on the line. How are you doing, Pip? 
good, thank you guys. Morena to you. How are you this morning? Morena, morena. Uh, we are, uh, you know, morena, we have never been more into the Greyhounds on the show. After hitting the trifecta at the Rangariri Tavern uh, in the Derby on the way down to Cambridge last week, and then Izzy hit, finding a $7 winner yesterday, we are so into the Greyhounds at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's news. Good news to my ears. Yeah. Hey, um, Phil's folly. <laughs> Phil's folly yesterday. You get on? <laughs> I didn't, but that's a good bet. In the first, wasn't it? Tells you would have kicked the day off nicely. Yeah, gave it all back, no doubt. That was great. Got a bit of luck, but <laughs> you never, never eventuated. Gave it back to, to you and Paul Mwari. Oh, <laughs> Keep the, going, Lee. P- PM. PM. Pip Morris, Paul Mwari, and... Plenty of money. <laughs> Plenty of money, <laughs> yeah. We wish. Punting nightmare. Oh, no, it's an end. Um, Pip... <laughs> What are we? Uh, what are we doing today? The racing mega multi buster. I think I got it right. That is correct, Louis. Yep. So place a four leg or more multi. If you miss by one leg, you can get a bonus back up to fifty dollars. So we'll put one together, and hopefully we can put that fifty dollar bonus bet to someone this week and pay back those Easter eggs. So look, I'll kick it off. I'm going to Palmerston North for the dog. Hint of mint. He finished fourth in the Derby. Comes up with box number two today at Palmerston North. The Greyhounds are on during the day, and he's a dollar ninety. I think that's money for jam. Oh. Nice. Money for jam. <laughs> That's I'll, I'll, I'll definitely hold myself to that one. I'm pretty confident today with him. What race is that, Pip? Race number six, meeting code three, the two hint of mint. He's unbeaten at Palmerston off and really good there at the Derby. Okay. That, we like that. Kempi, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go down to meeting six, race nine in Rickerton. Uh, our girl was meant to be down there in the in the race but didn't go down so I'd been looking at that for a week and I think I found one um, place bet number 10 um, race 9 Irish girl I'm going to stick with the Irish this weekend with, with the oh. Gypsy King good form steps up from 1600 to 2000 got great form on the track um, it's paying 220 for a place I like that Look, looking for 3 in a row too so 220 for a place good money very much so Izzy what do you got uh, Louis, I'm a bit. Look, I backed Clever Ruds last week, and it won well. And I'm not going to back it on the nose, but I've, I know there's no jockey, so that's the only thing that's holding me off this. But I'd love to take that for a place. Clever Ruds, uh, race seven for a place. I'm just a bit, yeah. Well, just your, your thoughts. It's either that or Supreme Calm and race five for Kakoi for oh, a place. Okay, well, that, that's really interesting because. I've got Supreme mm. Khan. I'm doing something I don't usually do. Uh, this is pretty boring punting strategy. I'll, I'll fill you. I'll fill. We'll get Pip off the line, but I'm going to back two horses in that same race. I think Supreme Khan's a great place bet, and I think that's a better bet than Clever Rudds and that massive open Manco Easter handicap because those handicaps are notoriously hard with those big fields. A smaller field for Supreme Khan. I think you're getting two dollars seventy. Is it? Is he? Yeah, yeah. Race five. To, yeah, uh, race five. Pukakoi Supreme Khan for a place, please. $2.70. Thank you. Bang. Pip. All right. I'm going, to round, okay, and... I'm going to round us out, Pip, and I'm going to trust that the Auckland weather or the North Island weather is going to hold because I think Marshy kind of had a telltale sign when he spoke about race two at Pukekohe and how much he was hoping <laughs> that Let's Be Glam would go to Monday because he's got a good hand to play in race two in the open handicap. He's got run to perfection, mega bourbon and iconic star, but the only issue is... Let's Be Glam has got the great Melbourne form. She didn't win heaps of races like, of course, Cambridge Star would have been hoping, but she's running kind of two, three lengths behind proper horses in nice rating races over there. Uh, 
I think she comes back, and I think the Aussie form is too strong with the lightweight and the open handicap. So $2.10, hopefully the track is a good tomorrow morning. Let's be glam in race number two at Pukekohe. I've got that. I just can't find Clever Rudds. What meeting code was that in? Is that Pukekohe as well? Uh, we'll go, instead of Clever Rudds, it no. is race no. five, Supreme Calm. Race five. Ah, there we go. That's why I can't find it. Right, we'll put that all together and see what it comes up with. Once I find some areas, two seventy, that's a good place money as well. Fifty that's at twenty three seventy altogether. So fifty dollar bonus bet on that is one thousand one hundred and eighty five dollars oh three. Go you so good thing. Come on. Some sometimes it's just too easy, guys. Hey Pip, thank you so much for that. Um <laughs> and just for one more time for everyone wanting to know what your your Greyhound bet is. My Greyhound bet is Hint of Mint, race number six, meeting code three, at $1.90, and I can tell you he's Mark Rosanowski's best bet of the day as well. So oh. I'd get on him. Stars line. Oh, Izzy's, look at, look at Izzy's eyes. <laughs> the stars are all <laughs> I'm already on, bruh. I'm on. <laughs> is it seventy already? You are on. That's for sure. Pip, thank you. No worries, guys. Have a good weekend. There you go. Pip Morris, she is all over the Greyhounds. Joe from Gizzy's on the line. We're going to get to him after the news with Aroha. Joe, hang tight. Give us two minutes, brother. We'll be with you to talk about your horse running very, very shortly. Here is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ, we're 29 away from nine this morning. Choices flooring poll results coming up, but one of us, Joe from Gizzy, one of the lads, he's got a horse running this weekend, Joe. Where's it running, brother? How's it, boys? Just got a little interest in a horse down in Invercargill, race nine. Anything goes. It's uh, playing 250, won the first two. It's a lump on. And, and uh, double that up with the, in the first Invercargill, beach ball, absolute moral. Run second to Akuta the last four times, mate. That double that up with uh, 19 and a half point start to the Warriors against the Storm, and we're in for a good weekend, boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Joey. Joey, Love it, Joey. One more time. So, race three, you've got an interest in. No, no, race go. nine in the cargo. Race nine. Right, 427, anything goes, right? And get your punting off to a good afternoon, Izzy, right? In the first yep, race in yep. Chicago, Beach Ball is an absolute moral. A dollar seventy-five. Best two-year-old in, yeah, yeah, but best two-year-old in the country, Akuta. It's run second to it the last four times, mate. If Akuta was in this, we'd be paying the TAB money. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and the last multi boys. The last thirteen games, the Warriors on Anzac Day, right? They've lost three times by mm. twenty points or more. So nineteen and a half point start. Let's get on, boys. Let's get on. Oh, Joe. Hey, <laughs> just love it, Joe. We're gonna send, we're gonna send one of those Musashi prize packs with the chemist warehouse your way. So stay on the phone and give kids your details, mate. That is excellent work. Thank you, Joe from Gizzy, and he's right about beach ball, boys. Yes, self assured's going around tonight. Actually, speaking of the harness, yep, and the Taylor Moss. and Spankham, mm. Taylor, Spankham, and Spankham's been plunged. Five fifty into about three thirty. Uh, Self assured's drawn behind Spankman. Spankham ran a huge race last Thursday. Take the Quinella. I think you take the Quinella. That's exactly what we've got a texter saying here as well, mm. Dave. And I think is that Dave from Palmy? Because if that's Dave from Palmy, we got to get on. He knows. <laughs> Dave. Dave from <laughs> Palmy has all of the gravy. All right, lads. Um, we threw out the choices for him poll today. How would you best describe? 
what this move is by the Black Ferns. The Wayne Smith appointment, is it a panicked move, a brilliant move, a strategic move, or a poor move? Izzy, you thought it was strategic? Yeah, strategic. Kempe, you thought it was... Look, I was... was, Yeah, strategic, brilliant. Um, Just depending on the... Strategic is how he's going to allow them to coach. He's already come out in the media and and he's already already fronted that. So, yeah, strategic for me, Lou. Well done. Kempe? I thought they pulled the trigger too early. So, panicked? Panic. I agree. I thought it was panicked. And the punters and the choices flooring poll, the choices flooring room view program takes the guesswork out of choosing choosing flooring. Upload your favourite floor today. They are tied between panicked and brilliant move at thirty seven percent each. I think there's. I kind of had a feeling there was going to be a divider on this one, and that's what the punters are telling us. I just think mm. after everything we know, and after hearing Christina Sui talk about uh, what equity means and what this group of wahine need. Is Wayne Smith the answer, or is he a, is he patchwork, and is that the only thing they could come up with and they thought was the best move? And no doubt they've done this with the best intentions, but I thought it was panicked, and I knew that there would be a little bit of a divide on that one, and that's what the choices for him polling telling us, is he? 37% each, and then some people think it's a... Uh, uh, no one thinks it's a poor move, to be fair, but panicked, yeah. brilliant, strategic, that's where the, the spread is going. Can you see that? Yeah, uh, look, I, I understand what everyone's saying for sure. I just, I just don't. I want to know what what Alan Bunting. Where was he in these conversations? Was he even part of the conversations? Was he even an ideal, a realistic opportunity option to take over the reins? And if not, you know, Wayne Smith was kind of the the right option. And, and he's already spoke about developing. And, and he's director of rugby. The title speaks for itself. And so he nailed that point that he is trying to develop and and help these coaches be the best that they can be, and I've already stated, and many people have stated that he is the best in the business. So why not learn from him? Um, but my only question is, or the only thing I've got is, Wayne Smith would would have never do this if he knew he was going to fail. He's put his, you know, his, his um, uh, what's the word? I've lost the word, but he's put his whole coaching career, what he's been able to achieve, Pretty much on the line here, isn't he? It's a challenge. With it's a challenge. I think one challenge, yeah. One credibility on the line? Oh, I don't think so. Uh, nah, not nah, at all. I don't think he loses the credibility if he if it doesn't eventuate. But Smithy is a winner and he wants to win everything and he'll go out there and try and do it. He'll be gutted if it doesn't eventuate, but at least he's picked up some, some balls and given it a crack, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just think that the panic the, <laughs> yeah. they pushed the button a little bit too early with the panic. They should have put Alan Bunting in there and and, and started mm. to work towards the la- the next World does, Cup. Does not Alan this one. Bunting want the job? Hey, who cares? Give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, he's never said anything. Thanks, and he's Kipi. just sitting in the background just chilling in Waikato. Um but yeah, I was, I was with you. I thought Alan Bunty would be the realistic option for, for this to take over the Blackburns and a four-year plan post-Wayne um, Smith. But then Christina's come on and she wants a woman to do it. She wants the woman to be a part of those conversations. And so, I, look, it's a big, big op- option for the, for the NZR. Yeah, it, it is. It's a big de- it was a big decision. They made it. Now they've got to stick to it, and uh, we've just got to put our faith in the wizard Wayne Smith, and he is. You know, he is a genius. We know that. So time will tell. Morning, boys. Did you catch the Sharky game last night? Don't know if they didn't know they signed Ma'anonu. That's <laughs> a great call. Mate, when, when, I saw, when I saw that text, I thought, you know, he's probably the rugby union, Australian rugby union are probably looking at him because he has got one of the best uh, left foot inside shoulder steps that I've seen. Mm. Like he took that ball last night when he um, 
set up the second try and tore the guy's inside shoulder apart at speed. And I just, you know, that text, that text when you text that in, dead right. Ma had um, such a devastating uh, inside shoulder attack that um, Talakai does remind me a little bit of that, about that. Nice. Great pick up on double eight, double three. And one last one, to, uh, two before we head off. Are we on Prince Albie this weekend down at Rickerton? Third time lucky he gets the jump this time. Brett, yes. I think at the price, but you better get on soon. because Mate, they... I've got a 15-leg multi at the moment. I don't know where to go. There's so <laughs> many to pick from. <laughs> that's, that's the great game, Daggy. And here's one bit of wow. absolute genius from Dave via Lance O'Sullivan. Lance O'Sullivan via Dave. Once you've collected, go into Muscle Mountain and Sunday's son, Quinella. That's tonight at Alexandra Park in the big trot. Both Quinellas won't pay much. As Lance O'Sullivan once said, a little bit of something is better than a whole lot of nothing. Have a great weekend, boys, and go the Canes. Dave, love it. Love the knowledge. Love the passion. <laughs> we'll be back with a whole lot of that in the Friday tipple after this. That time of the week, team. Going to send you off into the weekend with a nice Friday tipple here on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. I'm about to go get a haircut and I can't wait. When I look like Uncle, I might get the old spice through it. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I'll ask my barber to do it for me. All right, here we go. We started off the week in a familiar place, morning yet. Another loss for the Warriors in a tight contest that many felt they should have won. This time around, though, it was the referees who received the majority of the criticism for the, from the fans after some appalling calls gave the Roosters an unfair advantage. We asked Warriors CEO Cam George whether he felt officials were favouring the Aussie teams when it comes to 50-50 calls. Yeah, look, it's difficult to take on behalf of our fans and our footy clubs and calls there that are very questionable or, or we certainly don't agree with, but I think I'm better off to leave that there. Yeah, it wasn't quite the blasting of the NRL we were hoping for from Cam, but his acknowledgement of the frustration the fans are feeling is well appreciated. Thanks for chatting us for Cam off the back of a tough loss. Good luck for you guys on Monday against the Storm. Cheers, Cam. You're on fire, Izzy, and I can't wait to see that old spice through your hair. Mm, that's going to sting. Anyway, anyway, more pressing <laughs> issue in league right now is the state of things over here in Aotearoa, and there continues to be a lack of pathways to develop our young talent, something that I've been very vocal about. However, this could take they could take a leaf out of Matua Huneharawera's book from up north when it comes to pathways. He spoke about the benefit of having a board that is solely comprised of locals. We don't have NZRL appointees, we don't have corporate appointees, we have uh, those who, who are playing the game, running the game. Matua, you've been doing, what you've been doing up there with Taitukuro Rugby League has been really superb and it shows in the amount of support you've been receiving from the community. You know, I can't wait to take Baz and Izzy up there to make the trip to watch the finals, it's surely going to be a sight not to be <laughs> missed, so cheers Matua. Nice, Kempe, and it was a pleasure having Hone on just to hear another side of the great man. And that was Wednesday. And later on in the morning on Wednesday, we got one of Izzy's old roomies on, 
Corey Jane, who showed great <laughs> restraint. And, and I thought if I set it up through the media manager, he might be a bit more kind of locked in. Nah, Corey's just Corey through and through. He's got identity and DNA. And we asked him about the red card situation and the amount of cards we've seen. The reality of kind of head-high contact. Again, sharp answer. You just got to get your body height right. But you, you can train it all you want. That's still going to happen. You know, you've got two competitors that are trying to go out there and belt each other, and that's rugby. I honestly think he just middled that. It's a spark. It's a, look, it's a debate that has been sparked. And the, do the refs need to be more flexible? Do the coaches need to coach it better? Do the players need to take it on? Regardless, it was great to hear from CJ. And for those of you who are hoping to hear him paying Daggy out, I'm sure we'll get him back another time. Corey wants to do a, an R18 podcast, so that could be very interesting. <laughs> Cheers, CJ. Thank you, Corey. Uh, that conversation's never going to happen, Louie. And speaking of things that won't happen, Joey Parker is poised to fight Tyson Fury. Should Dillian White not show up on Sunday, Gareth A. Davies reckons that's unlikely, though, given what's at stake for both competitors. If Dillian White wins, it's legacy-making for him, his family, the story, as I was just mentioning, of his life. What does Tyson Fury do if he loses? He's talking about retirement. Great to hear from Gareth A. Davies. He's talking about my hope. He'll turn up, mate. He's got six million pounds reasons to turn up. So he'll be there come Sunday. White's climb to the top is truly one to admire, but come fight night, expect Tyson's, Tyson to dissect him in the ring. If only It only takes one good shot to be a champion, though. And according to Gareth, the challenger is more than capable of his opportunities. I just pray he at least makes it to the ring so Joe doesn't step in. And have to pay Louis a hundred big ones. I'm pretty sure that was the bet. A thousand. Sure won't come to a that thousand. Hundreds? <laughs> <laughs> was it? Oh, was it times ten? Oh no. <laughs> silly, silly bet. I better better win that multi. I'd have just put on Louis. Anyway, the sold out crowd at Wembley Stadium. Best of luck to the fighters and big thanks to Gareth for coming on the show. Cheers. It's now time. It's now time. That's for our toast of the week which can only go to Joel King following an impressive win at the Chicago Open. The Kiwi squash player, it was actually the Manchester Open, boys, over there. It was the Kiwi squash player bon, bon. was over the moon to get the win, <laughs> given all she's been through. I'm just over the moon. It's It's been a long time between drinks. 2019 was actually the last time I won an event. So, yeah, absolutely buzzing and um, looking forward to taking this form into the world champs. <laughs> Yeah, Joel King, an absolute champion. Her first win since 2019, and uh, her last win was actually the Manchester Open. So great to have her on the show and talking about her dedication, the commitment she's been able to do overseas. She's been away for a very long time, and she's trying to inspire the next generation of Scots players. And not only her, Paul Cole as well, uh, doing a fantastic job. So we appreciate her coming on the show, Joel King. Back in the winner's circle. Well done. Thanks for coming on, Baz and Izzy, for breakfast. A hundred clinks. <laughs> nice. Boys. Great stuff. Boys. I like that. Good week. A lot of fun. I love that it's song cool. too. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to reflect on the week. And uh, we wouldn't be able to do this without our good guests coming on the show and our listeners with the text messages, all the phone calls coming through the, the Kenatai phone line. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed that week. You're away on Monday, Louis. You're away, mate. You're having a oh. long weekend. Me and Kempi oh. are holding the fort down. Yeah, hey? I am. What do you got, got planned for the weekend, bud? Um, go, 
tomorrow I'll be here on the mail run, 8 till 10, so we'll be tipping winners, doing our best, as, as we always do with Mick. And then Shannon and me are going to shoot up to mm. Urutiti, um, just north of McLeod's, the McLeod's Brewery in Waipu there. So we'll stop in, we'll get some of those beautiful McLeod's 802 hazies, uh, maybe three mm. of those, and then I'll be knocked right the way out. Um, and then we'll set up mm. our tent, and just before it gets too cold, we'll go enjoy some of the winterless north and just hit the beach for a couple of days and unplug you boys nice. holding it down on Anzac Day. I really appreciate that. Yeah, we'll hold it down, Uncle. We'll have lots to talk about, lots happening over the weekend. We've got the Super Rugby Round over in Melbourne, followed by the Melbourne um, Storm Game v the Warriors on Monday night. So there'll be lots to dissect, particularly with the racing. Hopefully our multis get up and uh, we back a few winners for our listeners out there and they've obviously given us a few tips so big big weekend and we'll bring it home come monday morning kimpy you got what do you got planned for the weekend bro i'm heading up to kitty kitty to a wedding uh janie and brandon are getting married tomorrow uh, so looking forward to that and then i'm going to catch up with louie on sunday for maybe a brunch uh in a nice little no. cafe in Waipu on the way back um we can, we can cook your brunch four, in a little four in a at a little at a little cooking four, stove four in a four in a tent oh, i don't think so yeah, that's creepy, Kimpy. Um, well, I'm actually in the studio Tuesday, Wednesday next week, boys. So, Kimpy, can you just wear a... Can you not, like, scare me with those shoulders to so make sure you're wearing a hoodie or something, jersey, please? Honestly, the way you went at him before being old... We're a bit of old spice for me. Mate, I walked in, I walked in this morning at five, five o'clock. Um, Louie came out from behind a pole, mate, and tried to poleaxe me. Honestly. He scared, like, scared me. There you go. I've got him. I've got him. Just like Joe's scaring Smithy right now. Smithy, we'll talk to you soon and take it easy on Joey today. He's had a long week. <laughs> he's had a long old week. He's coming up next. We'll sleep on it with Smithy. Find out what he's got going on. Baz and for breakfast. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.